0: Oh, and welcome. No, I'm gonna do that again. My voice went all squeaky. <laughs> hello! <laughs> Why? Hello. It's hello. Paul Bearer here, hosting chain wrestling. Hello and welcome to our special bonus episode. Oh, this is you no, know, this is actually gonna stay in the intro for the chain wrestling episode, I think. <laughs> I'll try that again hello so there we go that sounds a bit more manly doesn't it eh? That's a bit I annoying. don't like
1: the way you have to redo it a third time now just because you're praising yourself for how good your second <laughs> one mate
0: that was a good hello I deserve praise for my second hello it was a god <laughs> <hello. laughs> fucking hell okay <laughs> hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of chain wrestling this is to effectively celebrate us getting to a year say thank you to everyone who's listened voted tweeted joined us on our live shows just just a great big thank you and a celebration of the last year that we've had so much fun doing um and with me as always is the lord the podfather himself mr mags how are we doing sir Kablam, doing great. Um, uh, wow,
1: how quick this year seems to have gone. It, it, it only feels like yesterday that you pitched this idea uh, of of kind of how linking uh, wrestling matches uh, over, over various podcasts. And yeah, uh, from humble beginnings, uh, a recording, it's took a laugh of, of its own. It really, really has. I mean, we took the step about halfway through the year into... Um, Going live with it, I mean, we were both massively, massively nervous over that. And yeah. you know what? We, we shouldn't have been because you guys have have taken us to your hearts and really kind of bulled us up. We, we're, so, we're so proud of what the the, the CWF has become. Uh, you guys make the show amazing every single week. Uh, and we, we're just so happy to get through the first year and go on to bigger and better things uh, in the years to come.
0: Yep, 100% Magsy, 100%. And it is funny you mentioned the sort of pitch for the show, I guess, because we were talking just before we pressed record and then I completely botched saying hello. Hello! 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 Hello. I've got to include that bit now, otherwise, that's going to have no context. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, obviously, I was only doing the one podcast at the time and you had like 97 as normal. And I thought, well, I want to do this, but I'm only going to do this with Mags so one of the selling points i had was Maxie, look it'll fit in to how busy you are because i can't see we're talking about one match and then deciding which way we're going to vote at the end i can't see it being more than half an hour a week mm-hmm. I, I didn't quite work out that way did it <laughs> yeah, i mean the the first few audio ones were were pretty kind
1: of um uh concise we kept mm. usually within about an hour or so but this this grew and uh it quickly became i mean as you said, I, I'm involved in so many podcasts. This quickly became one of the most important ones in my in my kind of uh, calendar. I, I, I absolutely love every time we get to Monday and we know we're recording. It, I, it gives me, even if I've had a shit week or a crap uh, crap couple of days, this gives me a buzz because it's it's so much fun uh, speaking with you, talking about the crap wrestling or the amazing wrestling that we get to watch and, yeah, and Barry chatting. Inden. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but but getting to chat with the grouper uh, on, on on YouTube, it's just so much fun, and we're now regularly going almost two hours, sometimes mm. over two hours. But it it feels as short as those half hour episodes because. You just you're not clock watching. You're just enjoying the yeah. experience Yeah. So um, I'm glad you pitched it to me, and I'm um, I'm I'm glad I was your your first and only choice for the show because I you don't know think it? yeah I don't I, I would have been devastated if you if I'd have turned this down and you'd have pitched it to somebody else and I had wouldn't have had this experience and I wouldn't have got as close uh, as a friendship as they have with you and I think it's uh, we we we've really benefited from it.
0: Yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. It, it, it's it's just been fun. And the randomness, I think, has been what's made it fun, you know, with some of the silly conversations. And, and I, I've always been a fan of, of um, stuff like, if you know, you know, that kind of inside joke, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are certain things that have happened on our shows that have kept on running through other shows where you know, like, like the cream soda cologne and, and the, the bubbly chocolate yeah, egg and sarnies and all this sort of stuff from way back when, you know, if you know, you know, and I, I like that kind of, it's our own little corner of the internet. We have, and everyone is welcome to join. If you've not been involved already, just know that we don't tolerate fools. And if you, if you upset someone, you'll be kicked out straight away. However, um, it is our own little corner of the internet that we've kind of formed. It is like our own little club, our own little family. As as it's been named now. And I I just I'm just really grateful to be part of this show. I bloody love it. It's awesome.
1: I've got to echo that. I really do. Uh, like like you said, anybody is welcome to come along. And in fact, we we make a point of being welcoming to people who we don't see in the chat, uh people who we've never seen before, and they come in and and they're uh they join in uh because there's enough uh, kind of inclusivity in the in the world where people are uh, are kind of not allowed in, or there's like you said, there's uh there's very inside jokes. You join in with us within an episode or two, you're gonna know all those inside yes. jokes because because <laughs> our our a uh, cwf don't let them drop. I mean, the amount of times I'm ridiculed for for not liking bubbly chocolate on a daily basis is unreal. Uh, but yeah, you couldn't have a more inclusive welcoming group of uh of listeners and, and viewers that we have it's they're absolutely amazing and i love them all dearly
0: yeah 100 100 100 um a couple of people i want to give a quick shout out as a as a thank you to for the last year first of all Magsy yourself i know i say this on a regular basis thank you so so much for joining me on this crazy journey on monday nights the show works because it's you and me um it wouldn't work any other way so you know thanks for that I want to say, um, first of all, shut the fuck up to that dog in the back garden. I don't know whose dog that is barking, but that's frustrating. But I also want to say thank you to my wife, Sharon, who everyone from the Chain Wrestling family, the CWF, will, will know by now from Twitter and the live chats. She does so much for me behind any podcast or recordings and so on to help me out and sort of make sure I'm I suppose at times motivated I need to kick up the arse when I'm being lazy and also people like Matt Willis who have been a a mod in our chat sometimes Uh, people like Scottish Danny people like um, Dan Griffin UTT all these guys all, all these guys who are there on a regular basis who make the show what it is and the support we get from these guys and girls is absolutely awesome what we thought we would do just as a little sort of bonus i suppose which is the whole point of today's podcast is put together a little bit of a clip show i guess is the term is it max a best of a clip show i don't i think best of sounds a bit pretentious doesn't it but you know the least worst of yeah, the least worst of the, the the most bang average of chain wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the tolerable, tolerable parts of chain wrestling.
0: Yeah, that's it. So we've got um, a, a show put together from going way back when to the very first recording, right the way through to the, the sort of I suppose live era, for want of a better term. Picking some moments and and some some things that sort of stick out in the memory from the past. Hopefully, give everyone a bit of a giggle. Uh, hopefully, the people will enjoy listening back to things that we've done in the past year. And hopefully some people who have joined us more recently will hear things they haven't heard before. Yeah. Um, and,
1: and you're more than welcome to go back and revisit in, in the archives. Uh, a lot of the content is it's evergreen at the end of the day. We're talking about wrestling that's happened up to 30 years ago. Um, So, and a lot of the, the kind of inside jokes are are very much evergreen. So you can, you can certainly go back and check out on the archives and, uh, and catch up with all the, the memes as the young kids, uh, as the young kids say.
0: (laughs) I will pre-warn people. Some of those early recordings on my end, sound very, very ropey. (laughs) Well, where
1: on my end? They're perfect. Pretty much park
0: every week. I'm not gonna lie, that is literally how it sounds <laughs> production noise. It really is. <laughs> so I will pre-warn everyone there. And we will be going back right to the very beginning. The intro for episode one of chain wrestling is the first thing you will hear. Wow. So I want to say a big thank you to Visionaries Global Media, who was the, the first host of this show, I suppose, where we went out uh, in audio form for so long. A big thank you to Radio Techers for having us on their network their their brand i guess with our live show and our podcast as well and again a big thank you to you maxi for for making this year so so bloody brilliant
1: yeah and, and and the same to you sammy you've uh you've gone around the house as thanking absolutely everyone in, involved and they all deserve it uh but you deserve as much thanks as as anyone uh from that uh, that time when uh, I, I literally just reached out on Twitter to say, do you want to be on a podcast with me? And you <laughs> and you said, yeah, to, to what you've become now some couple of years down the line, um, you're a massive force in, in, in our community. Uh, everybody absolutely adores you. I don't ever hear a bad word said about you. And in fact, when I go on other podcasts, Everyone praises you whilst giving me grief on that podcast. So, um, so <laughs> well, thanks for that. Me, thank you. Uh, but no, <laughs> seriously, I'm glad you uh, you came uh, to me with it with this uh, with this idea. And yeah, I'm I'm even happier that it's took off the way it did. I mean, we we're not pretentious. The numbers don't really bother us in terms of we don't think we're going to be huge stars from this. We just want to have fun. And if you guys come along for the ride, that's even better. But the fact that it is. Doing really good numbers for for the sides of our channel. It is doing really good numbers for the sides of our audio uh platform. We massively, massively appreciate it. And we will always strive to to put out the best content uh we can. Uh and Sar is a he's the leading figure in this show. Uh, don't let him tell you otherwise this guy is a is a machine.
0: <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers. Um yeah, so that's it. And I suppose that's enough rabbiting on from us. Uh, when this bonus episode comes out, hopefully people will check it out quickly. I'm hoping it will be out on the Sunday, which means the day after will be the live episode of Chain Wrestling on Monday night, 9pm UK time, 5pm Eastern. You can catch us on Radio Techers, subscribe, click the little bell, give us a follow, do all that wonderful, wonderful stuff you do. Uh, Make sure you're involved in the chat on the live show. We've got a few little surprises, a few little throwbacks to previous episodes coming up, a few little uh, hopefully funny moments that reference things from the past. Magsy, before we go, let everyone know whereabouts they can find you, your content and so on yes sir you can find me on the twitters at
1: podfather Mags, uh where there is always links to the the plethora of content that i'm involved in uh whether that be here on techers whether that is on vision news global media or whether that is uh with the great team over at, at chair shot so uh, come and give me a follow get involved uh i'm always up for a, a chat about anything with anyone so um yeah come and uh, give me a follow
0: Yep, definitely, definitely. You can follow me at SJP Words, where you can find links to uh, whatever I'm doing, whether it's podcast or whatever. All my stuff gets shared there at SJP Words. But most importantly, you can find the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that TikTok thing of me. At chain underscore wrestling, Uh, that's it from us until Monday night. Hope you enjoy this little trip down memory lane that's coming up now. Um, Hope that everyone lets us know what they think, whether this was worth doing or whether I'd not bother again next year. Um, (laughs) So for the next hour or two, grab yourself a a glass of 2020 or Diamond White cider. Grab yourself a stock cube to chomp on. Grab yourself a mint arrow or other flavour if you prefer. Grab yourself an Egg and Crest sarnie. Grab yourself a glass of cream soda. And we will see you all Monday night for the live episode of Chain Wrestling's one-year birthday, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm off. See you soon, Maxi. Bye-bye. For as long as man can remember, the idea of two podcasting superpowers, joining forces has been the ultimate dream in entertainment. Two highly respected content creators working in unison to provide the gold standard in wrestling audio. A pair of intelligent and insightful people discussing high quality topics and educating the audience through the superior opinions they hold. In reality. That won't happen for this show. All of those people are far too busy. So I guess we are stuck with Cy and Mags, a pair of right plonkers talking daft nonsense. (laughs) Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever, whenever you may be listening. This is episode one of Chain Wrestling with Mags and Soy. Si. I am Soy, si, and with me, um, the big popper pump to my dog-faced gremlin, is the podfather himself, Mags. How you doing, mate? Wow, what an intro. The big popper pump We're going to play a little game, Mags. Oh, wow. We're going to play a little game, and this is... Um, a little bit of context for everyone out there I suppose listening Mags isn't aware of this this is something that I've put together um, just for a little bit of fun I think and it shows the high level of professionalism um, the high level of research that goes into chain wrestling every (laughs) week I I thought of this around 25 minutes ago and and I thought it could be good for a giggle we're going to play a little game Mags called title or toasty (laughs) Right. <laughs> um, imagine some dramatic quiz music coming in there. Because if I remember, <laughs> if I remember. I'm going to add some. All right? If I don't. If, if I, don't I remember,
1: remember I'm going to add some. Or oh, you'll hear that bit where he didn't remember.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Either way. So, if I remember, imagine it. If I don't remember, just don't worry about it. So, <laughs> what we're going to do? We're going to go through a couple of tweets we had from the people who, the wonderful people in Twitterland, who listen to our show um, and interact with us online. And I'm going to give you their titles that they love, and their favourite toasty filling, and you just got to tell me which one you think is the best option: title or toasty? Because obviously, comparing a title belt to a toasted sandwich makes perfect, perfect sense. All right, (laughs) so we will start with uh, Mr. Colin Duff at Duffism 1981. He loves the WWF European title belt. Obviously retired quite a way back now. Oh, and his, belt. oh yeah, I think so. I think so. And his uh, toasty filling is burger, cheese and beans. And he says it's heart attack toasty. But burger and toasty, I'm not sure. So, Mags, for the first one, title or toasty, mate?
1: Okay, so beans and cheese are... Um delicious in a toastie but that is dating with death because the minute you bite it and if the toast is not sealed right or if it's still that like, piping on inside you are you are going to the hospital with third degree burns um, burger mm, interesting is it a raw burger and he's hoping the toastie machine cooks the burger or is it pre-cooking the burger and putting it in there's, I think there's too many variables in there for me to to uh, be happy uh, uh, is Toasty Choice but I do believe the the European title is one of the more underrated titles uh, that WRF has certainly had so being a European I'm going to go with
0: that I think he's, uh, his belt choice is better than his Toasty Choice Fair enough, fair enough. Um, our good friend Matt Willis at the Matt Attack UK. Right, toasty um, choice
1: because he picked the fucking oval intercontinental, title, <laughs> didn't he? I bet he, he did. That. His
0: title, his the title was tile. the Oval that, Icy pal. Attitude Belt. Yeah. Um, yeah, his toasty choice is cheese and red onion. Oh, so, I don't like
1: onion as well. Jesus
0: Christ. Uh, You're kind of stumped, mate. You're stumped, didn't you? See? Right, no, I, knew, gonna, I knew this game would be interesting. I'm going to go <laughs> for the toaster. But what I'm going
1: to okay. do is, I'm going to open it up and I'm going to scrape the filling out and just have the the warm bread. Because I'm not picking that
0: up. Soggy bread with a bit of cheese. The
1: hint of cheese, like a it's been in the same room as some cheese.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Philip Goad at Goad Philip. He says the WCW US title, or, and this is an odd one for me, peanut butter and honey. Oh, again! I mean, that's a nice
1: sounding combination, but molten peanut butter. I think if you spilt that, it's burning it all through your through your t-shirt and potentially through your chest. Um, I mean, there's a lot of love as well for that for that WCW US title, but it's not one that I've really got a massive uh, affinity for. So I'm going to risk it and go for for the the, the toaster i would try that
0: i think see i think that sounds very very strange <laughs> i don't know i don't know if our friend philip um is is from is the States control of his
1: faculties
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if, he, if he's from america but it does sound quite an american thing for me but no i mean the us title belt for me that's that's one of my favorite titles mm. so that would be my pick if i was playing but it's not it's not mags is it it's, it's you that's playing mate it's your picks so uh, our friend william kitchen mm. at the appliance 180 the original N.W.A. 10 pounds of gold title, or chicken tikka, onion and jalapeno. Oh, a bit spicy one there, Max.
1: Oh, now, if it why bring onion into the equation? If they left it at tikka and jalapeno, that's a banger. Uh, but the 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 domed um, N.W.A. towel is a quality belt. Uh, so even without
0: the onion, I would have gone with that belt before the toaster. okie doke, okie doke. Last couple. Uh, the Nineties Wrestling Podcast at Nineties Wrestling Pod, the WWF Winged Eagle, um, or Cheese and Bacon. Ooh, hmm,
1: that's a hard choice because I really do like the the Winged Eagle.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going
1: to go. I'm, I'm going to stick with the with the belt. That's a a quality pick of a belt.
0: Okie doke um, we have a couple very similar. Uh, our friend Young Conrad at E.L. Compact Two Newt, the IWGP Ice Intercontinental Title, at Ham and Cheese, okay. uh, and Mark Bowen at Mark Big Potatoes, Ham and Cheese or the Big Gold. Uh, well, I've never been a massive
1: fan of the Big Gold, uh, so for for marks I'll I'll certainly go with uh, with the the toaster. Uh, Conrad's is a different kettle of fish because I do like the, the RWGP Intercontinental Title but the one that they've got now is a is a, a Pakistani replica because uh, NATO destroyed the original and they they didn't have the, the rights to get uh, a genuine uh uh replacement made because they were in a dispute with the, the, the owner of the design. Um so yeah, um I'm gonna have to go with the Torty on that because it's a It's rocking around with a replica belt.
0: Mate, how can you not like the big gold? That's my favourite. I love it.
1: Well, you're allowed to be wrong, Simon.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Last one then. Well, one of the last two, I suppose. Uh, My daughter Liv decided she wanted to play. Um, She hasn't got a Twitter at the moment, so it is literally Liv, who is my my house, I guess. Um, (laughs) the NWA British Commonwealth title she picked online from a picture and then I couldn't identify what it was so I had to ask and thankfully you and UTT Rob let me know what title that was Uh, cheese chorizo pineapple and beans oh that's uh, I mean beans beans in there yeah Mm. beans in there mate
1: And, and warm pineapple I mean, i don't mind pan on a pizza per se but i think it mm. yeah i'd have to go with the title i think your daughter may have, have disgusting tasting toasties <laughs>
0: i'll tell her that mate she's quite tough she'll come and find you um, <laughs> <laughs> now this makes it very very interesting because that means it's four for title, four for toasty can everyone feel the suspense is everyone on the edge of their seats with this is it that tense at home as it is here? I'm um, feeling tense. The last one uh, comes from um, some fella at DJ Kirkby, I think it's it says. Gonna, it's going to uh, be a draw because I can't pick between our of them. One of them's got to go, make The Red Block IC title or staking and Stilton. These were your choices. One of them's got to go.
1: I mean, how good does a Steak and Stilton toasty sound, though?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I've never had it.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but how do you like steak? Do you like Stilton? Mash the two together. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but no, it, it's I went when and where I'm way to find a uh, a copy of the 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 Intercontinental title, it took me a long time to find one. Um, so yeah, I've got to go with that title. It's 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 the most beautiful title that there's ever been
0: in wrestling. There we go. Title takes it five to four, Mags. Title takes it five to four. You can forget about the likes of Conrad Thompson and his team of researchers doing... (laughs) in-depth analysis and talking to people and finding out the stories of what went on behind the scenes. You can forget about listening to the guys like Eric Bischoff and numerous other podcasts filling you in with all the details of backstage goings on. Chain Wrestling with Mags and Si is where it's at because you don't get <laughs> Title versus Toasty with any of Conrad Thompson or anyone else's po- podcasts here you. <laughs> Mags, with, with, our, with our lovely little show here and the, the people we talk to online to have most pleasant responses of people talking to us about things that they have hot takes upon or unpopular opinions. We'll have a quick scan through some of these, shall we? Let's do it. At Raincounter Hall, Uh, take that to have the greatest catalogue of music in the 21st century and Gary Barlow is one of the best songwriters the UK has ever produced.
1: Okay. He he knows how to to push my buttons does does Paul. <laughs> we uh, we once had the uh for Badlands a topic of uh the Mount Rushmore of uh, Take That songs. Um and as a, a middle-aged gentleman who uh I'd say I've got an eclectic taste in music I like quite a lot. I think take that are oh, are oh, really good. I enjoy listening to take that I sing along with take that song so um whilst it may not be the very best as it as he's putting out they are a, a good band i mean you can everybody knows uh, at least six take that song so yeah I, I, i'll begrudgingly agree with him
0: my wife um actually loves to take that has done ever since she, she was you know younger when they first came out uh, goes has gone to see them pretty much every time they've come through the UK in recent mm. years. Um, so I suppose I know a great deal. of take that just by listening to what she may play. Um, Gary Barlow also he, he did a lot of songwriting for other artists, didn't he? He did. yeah. So he's probably got a, a, quite a big catalogue. I'm unaware of. I guess. Um, Paul's also put here. War rumbles are rubbish, and once you've seen one, you've seen them all. And I'm just going to ignore that because I'm stuck in nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul Tolley has some
1: good takes, but he also has some incredibly horrific takes. To put into context how bad some of Paul's takes are, the guy doesn't like eating crisps. He okay. doesn't enjoy food at all. He said it, it isn't, it's just basically fueling your body. But he also eats no
0: stock cubes as a stack. What, the little the little brown block things that you make gravy out of yeah pretty much he'll he'll use half of the block for his uh his
1: gravy and the the rest which is essentially flavoring and salt he'll chew it and he'll just like eat it down yeah so i don't put much uh much sway on paul's takes that's a horrific take is it? is is it? he's welsh as well let's not forget that so
0: Hey, careful, mate! Careful, <laughs> <laughs> careful! I, I've got a, a very small percentage of Welsh, apparently Welsh blood in me. Um, I mean, I, not
1: all, not all Welsh people are bad. I, I mean, just I think Paul, like,
0: just I, Paul. Like, my, my big toe is Welsh. It's, it's all that equivalent, <laughs> I, I think, as far as I know. But yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, to be honest, I can, I can kind of get on with that eating a little bit of stock. You might imagine that'd be quite nice, but I, I like more stuff like, oh. and stuff like that as well. Oh
1: eat, yeah, but eating the make gravy with it. I I get drinking the the, the gravy is kinda like Bobra, but chewing a block of salt, like chicken flavoured salt. Yeah. No. Ugh, I mean, try it. Try it in fact, that's your homework for next week. Chew half of a block of no stock cube and just come back and see if you agree with Paul.
0: Yeah, no worries. That's all, 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 all. A stock cube picnic, mate. I'll go sit out in my back garden because we can't go anywhere else. A little, <laughs> a little brain cube. And uh, maybe maybe I'll, maybe I'll video it and put it up on Twitter as well. <laughs> See if you've got not much else going on in the world. So. <laughs> uh, how are you? How are you doing? Well, okay. Have you got a minute, Max? I'm going <laughs> to tell you some tales now. I'm going to tell you some. The last, the last I'd say, the last 20 minutes... And then yesterday morning, uh, potentially two of the worst experiences I've had in a long time for just making myself angry by being a prat. Okay, Um,
1: do tell. Okay, I'll I'll start. I I love other people's misfortune. It really takes away
0: from man, (laughs) mate. Honestly, (laughs) if I, I'll tell you now about my 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 Sunday morning. As as we're recording this, obviously it it, is Monday, so I'll tell you now about my Sunday morning. And honestly, if if it didn't happen to me and somebody else was telling this tale, I wouldn't believe it was true. But this is legit, the truth. I mean, my wife will verify everything on Twitter if you want to ask her. Um, she'll take, in fact, she'll probably take great pleasure in laughing along with people. On Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the moment, I currently work Sundays uh, at this this warehouse I'm currently working at through an agency temporarily, and so on. Um, being a Sunday, <laughs> obviously Saturday night. Yeah, I like to have a few beers, you know, as, as most, as, as a lot of people do, I guess. But in theory, it's a school night, isn't it? I should be being sensible because I've got a very early start on a Sunday. I don't drive. I've got a bus it over to where I work. Um, I start at 8 a.m. and in Gloucester, the buses aren't very good pre-8 a.m. So I literally catch the first bus possible from wherever it runs to get remotely close to where I work. So I'm getting up relatively early. So I woke up Sunday morning a little bit bleary-eyed, shall we say. A little bit not fully with it. Um, <laughs> I was a bit achy and a bit, you know, a bit... I don't know if I'd slept funny or if it was just the after-effects of a few baby shams the night before, shall we say. Um, a <laughs> baby shams now. That's <laughs> not really <a> be <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I get up and I, I, all I can taste is whatever ghastly concoction I'd made myself the night before to eat before I went to bed. You know, the sort of standard jalapeno peppers and whatever nasty taste left in my gob and mm-hmm. whatever I threw in the toasty maker. Um, so I, I jumped in the shower. I'm already running a bit late. Um, I jumped in the shower. Starts giving myself a scrub down to make sure I don't stink of or booze or, or, or dirty manky drunk food when I go into to my place of work. Um, and I pull a muscle in my neck whilst washing my hair wow i know that that makes me sound like i'm about a hundred years old doesn't it Or, or just a complete moron or maybe both but
1: <laughs> I hope it's from the, the like the swoosh back where you all the water's coming off like the photogenic kind of uh like frame of your hair going back and then you going ah,
0: ah me deck oh, like like the old Timothy adverts where you're flinging it. Back <laughs> <Yeah. there. laughs> I wish you was, mate. I wish you was. The problem is that that particular day, that Sunday morning after the the, the previous evening's uh, exploits, I guess. If I'd flung my head back like that, I probably would have just fallen over. <laughs> you yeah, so know. Like, Yeah, I built this muscle in in, (laughs) in my neck and sort of across my shoulder area and all that. And it basically got to a stage where even now I can't turn. uh, I don't know the name of the fella. It was a Ben Stiller film and he was um, a uh, model on the catwalk and he couldn't turn right or couldn't turn left. That's how I feel right now. Oh,
1: Zoolander.
0: Zoolander, that's it. I can't turn left because my head is like, my neck is like rigid to the rest of my body where I pulled this muscle in my neck. So I thought, (laughs) I've, I've got to get to work. I've got to get to work, so I'm getting out, and I'm, it, it's it must be like a quarter past six, something like that. It's freezing, bloody cold. Of course, the house is pitch black. I'm going down the stairs, kind of sideways, where I'm sort of. I, I leave all my clothes and everything downstairs because I don't want to be moving around in the bedroom and wake the wife up that early. So I'm going down the stairs, kind of sideways, to get to get to my clothes. So you know, I'm a big, fat, barely hairy man, big beard, long hair, wrecked please, neck. Wrecked please absolutely fell quality. down the stairs. Absolutely, bollock naked, tripped over my stupid bastard cat Lemmy, fell down and ended up effectively naked arse in the air, busted neck on the floor in the hallway. Oh. Wow! <laughs> yelling in pain. And, and what was amazing was, um, well, I suppose amazing to other people, to me it's more of a concern. I, I'm not a small fella. I mean, I'm quite overweight. I'm quite a tall guy as well. I fell down the stairs and I yelled. So I've made quite a bit of noise. Not one single bugger in my household got up to see if I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: just no one gives a shit.
0: Yeah. So, no, I struggled on. I, I got myself sorted out. I sort of dressed myself with one arm because I was in pain. Still thinking I need to go out and earn my minimum wage of £8, whatever it is, an hour because, you know, I'm a responsible adult, man, because I've got bills to pay. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. So i am sorting all this out. Um, the last time I worked on a Sunday, I caught the bus and stayed on too long ended up going past my bus stop because It's not the normal bus I catch, you see, Mm because it's a a different one I have to get on a Sunday. I missed my bus stop and ended up with a a 15-minute walk back to get to work and was late. So I'm really cautious now. I'm looking through the windows, trying to figure out where I'm going and so on, because it's a part of Gloucester that I don't go to other than to go to work. And this is coming in the back way, so I've got no idea where I am. And it's dark as well still. It's early morning. I'm looking around trying to think, okay, don't get off the bus late, don't get off the bus late, don't get off the bus late. I see a roundabout and I think, no, I know I've got to get off at a roundabout. So I press the bell, jump off, look around and I'm thinking I don't know where I am. So I got my phone out and did the old Google Maps jobby, the old uh, route planner, what's it? Rather than get off the bus late, I've got off the bus with my crippled neck and soaking wet hair and in lots of pain. Two stops too early. So now, rather than a 15-minute walk back that I had the previous week, I've now got a 25-minute walk forward to get to work. So I've walked in late anyway. And then to top it all off, I sit down. I I get a bit of a roasting off the two bosses for being late, as rightfully I should. And, you know, it's not very professional. To top it all off, Um, my break comes at 11 o'clock. I sit down. I've not even picked my bloody sandwiches up out of the fridge, have I? So I've got... Oh, wow. I've got a wrecked neck. I've got... Hurt knees. I, I'm aching from falling down the stairs. I'm soaking wet, hair, freezing bloody cold. I've got a hangover, and I haven't even got my bloody sandwiches to eat or nothing, mate. So yesterday morning was an absolute sodding disaster for me, and I was fuming all day. <laughs> yeah, that was that was just like
1: a comedy of errors, just on Absol- top of each other.
0: Absolute car wreck, man. And to top it
1: I'll, off, I'll I would have bagged eight. that day, right off.
0: <laughs> yeah the thing is i walk home um and say so, yeah, i love i've sort the of bad day uh, i walked in my lot like, my name would be dirt it ain't worth it mate do you know what i mean it's <laughs> um, at the top of all off i mean today's been great monday's my day off i've i've watched this fantastic wrestling match we're about to, to discuss in a, in a moment or two everything's been great i've totally forgotten about the awfulness of yesterday morning um i've made all my notes watching the match back this afternoon and then I go to get my drink, um, as I always do for when we're recording. I to have a drink ready, as I suppose most people do when they're recording. I get out my me, uh, me Hulk Hogan pint glass mags ready there for, for me, uh, for me fizzy pop. Um, opened up the cream soda, the, the sort of 35p happy shopper cream soda stuff that I like from down the road in the off-license. Bloody thing exploded all over me, didn't it? So now I'm sat here, now, with my notebook some of the words are merging into each other because they're covered. (laughs) I'm sat in a nice purple Rockers t-shirt with an image of Shawn Michaels throwing Marty Jannetty through the glass in the barbershop window. It's a really cool t-shirt I got for Christmas. That's soaked through to the skin in cream soda. My jogging bottoms that my daughter told me a week or two ago she wouldn't even wear them around the house. They are soaked (laughs) in cream soda. So at the moment, um, I may smell absolutely fantastic but in about 20 minutes or so I think I'm going to be sticky and horrible and gross <laughs> wow. so on what those two a, what an epic tale what well on those two car crashes tale. there absolute car crashes there how's your week been mate any cream soda related accidents <laughs>
1: <laughs> you No, know, there's funnily enough no there's not been any cream soda I mean I have no tales of war that can even compete with that
0: My fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
1: I am a real American. Fight for the
0: rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life! Max. What exactly do you think of wrestling Twitter at this moment in time? I wish the world
1: all maimed.
0: Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening. This is Chain Wrestling with Mags and Sai. And the day is finally here. After teasing it for weeks and weeks and weeks... On the 30th anniversary of WrestleMania 7, we are going to look back on the absolute horror shit show that is Hogan <laughs> versus Sergeant Slaughter. With me, as always, and on this occasion, quite reluctantly, <laughs> under duress, <jurors>, under <laughs> absolute duress, is the General Adnan to my Colonel Mustafa, the Camel Clutch to my Camel Scrotch, a podcaster that says, if you hurt his friends, all you heard is pride. He's actually probably gonna be surprisingly okay with that. <laughs> it's Mr. Max himself. How are we doing, sir? I mean, not
1: not only would I be okay with it, I would probably help you take them down if uh, if need be. <laughs> I would be willing to lend a hand.
0: There was a there's a bar in Gloucester that's like one of these sort of nightclub y kind of it's, it's a pub. But it's open late and it's kind of nightclub-ish, if you know what I mean. Um, next to it used to be a little dingy shit old, sawdust spit on the floor kind of place. Um, that people would just bypass to go to the, the one next door with the music and so on. Me and my mates started nipping in there for a couple of games of pool, because it was always dead. And yeah. and they they'd sell bottles of Bex fairly cheap. This one day we went in there, and we went in there very early because we wanted to watch the football before going out that night, and they were selling bottles of Bex for like I, I can't remember, but it was, it was pence. It was like 40p or 50p a bottle or something she like had that. in there all night. I, well, well, this is the thing. Um, don't get me wrong. This is the late nineties. So things were cheaper anyway, but this is really, really cheap. So me and the lads were like, well, okay. So we bought a few, drank them. And then we went back up and get some more and they said it's the same price. So me, me one buddy, Dave, he asked, okay, uh, is this like an offer tonight or something? They're like, no, we've just got loads of stock here that we want to get shot off. That's why it's so cheap. So we did what you said, Max, and just stayed there all night. We Watched the football, we played pool, we just all night long. The following day, all of us were so violently ill. Oh, and shit. I off oh, beat, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it was, and that's why they were flogging it so cheap. And we were all just, I mean, the three of us stayed over the, the aforementioned Dave's house, and we were all it was coming out of both ends of all of us, mate. Oh, it was horrific, her- you know. So, since that day, I've not been a big fan of Bex, so <laughs> but yeah, um, country music. It's, it's something that I've kind of listened to a bit more in the last probably two, three months than I have done my whole life. Um it's getting old. Well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> there's there's a fella called Travis Denning, and there's a couple of tracks he's done that I really, really enjoy. I reckon they're great, but it's, it's country, but it's kind of, I suppose, got a little rockier edge to it, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and his songs are just about meeting girls and going out for a beer, and um, there's one that he sings about having a, to use a false ID when he's a kid. Um, and I, I love all that sort of stuff because I can relate to that. It's not like the normal country stuff where they're sort of going, oh, mid dog's dead and the wife's <laughs> ran off with the postman and you know my van's broke down again and all that sort of stuff." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's, that's what they sing about, isn't it? Country oh, songs, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. you know, or or the wife's dead and the dogs ran off with the postman, whatever, either way around. Just you know, it is what it is, isn't it? So, country music, I think I, I on the whole agree with him. know, yeah, well, we have to round it up, I guess. Well, well even though we'll just round it down to make it, you know, five five dates a day. Can you imagine the chafing, man? Can you imagine I oh. sword? It must be? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if half of
1: those got to got to fourth base, uh it'd be a costume
0: of a man. It'd be just emptied out, wouldn't it? Yeah. What's fourth, <laughs> what's fourth base? I don't get this, like, because I know, like, you know. I'm 40 years of age now. I hear this on films and pro all that. What are the bases then? What is first base, second base? What, what is? I mean,
1: you're asking the wrong person. I mean, I can make a, a an educated guess. I would assume um, first base is a bit of kissing and cuddling. Second base, probably a bit of titty action. <laughs> um, third base, maybe fingers and thumbs. And then fourth
0: base, home run, I would assume. Yeah, okay. I suppose that does make sense. <laughs> I'm not going I mean, totally to lie. 30 seconds. But <laughs> <laughs> well, the funniest like, I, out of the two, I think, to be honest. Um, our good friend, Paul Tolly at Raincounter on Twitter.
1: This is brilliant.
0: Um, <laughs> he says he was getting on well with a girl at a party at university, um, having a laugh, etc. But he says he found her too funny. And when he laughs too much, he sometimes farts. (laughs) Thus, he quite literally blew it, he says here. This earned him the chant, he farts when he laughs, he farts when he laughs. Uh, Poor Tolly, he farts when he laughs. That is brilliant.
1: Absolutely fantastic. To be fair, he probably farts when he laughs because of his uh, salt intake from eating stock cubes. Does salt make you fart? I mean, it can't help.
0: I suppose. Stock cubes ain't great for your gut, I'd imagine. Do you know what I
1: mean? Exactly. Gassy.
0: Yeah. Just mental. I mean, one time, speaking of Bombay bad boys and stuff, when my brother-in-law lived at my parents, and I was still there, we stitched my kid brother up once by putting, like, four or five of the sausage, that sauce, into some water, stirring it up, and he wanted to have some money or have a lift somewhere or something, and we said we wouldn't unless he necked that. (laughs) <laughs> and that, So he put like four or five sachets in like a little bit of hot water, stirred it up and just got him to like neck this, this red putrid liquid. And he would, cause he wanted a few quid and he wanted to lift somewhere or whatever it was anyway. And he had the whole red face sweat pouring, but it was he was like it for like an hour. After we'd eaten it, so we were starting to think, "Shit, what have we done here?" You know, this is We've this is not. <laughs> yeah, this is bad news. And you got sort of that half an eye on the clock because you know my mum and dad are coming home soon, and me and my brother and all both sat there like, "Shit, I hope it calms down soon." We were like sort of chucking pint after, pint after pint after pint of milk down his throat and stuff, trying to get him. To... <laughs> but no, it didn't go well for him. Mate. It didn't go well for him.
1: I, I've been. Really lucky that I haven't had any uh, lunatic partners or um, anything like that. Um, I remember once me and the wife went out to celebrate. I want to say it was it was either her birthday or it was um, our anniversary, and we went to um, a local Indian restaurant. And she uh, she ordered a, a curry, and you know, in a in uh, uh, fancy Indian restaurant, they come in like those little metal bowls. You, you get your curry in like a metal bowl, and then you you basically put the plate together yourself, put your rice on, or whatever, and then you you pour your curry on yourself. Yep. Um, so she uh, orders this curry, and then uh, she's like she's like mixing it up with a fork, um, and realizes that the curry is like kind of. Tepid, almost like it's uh, like it's it's it, it's just aired rather than being being uh, like piping hot. So she uh she brings the waiter over and says, um, no, this is uh this is is not hot. Can can we have it warmed up a little bit? So anyway, he takes it away, uh, brings it back. Uh, you could see the steam coming off it, so you know that it's uh it's been warmed through. So she goes through the same routine, gets the rice on the plate, gets a pop on the poppadoms ready, stuff like that. Picks up this uh this metal bowl to pour the curry over, uh, and the metal bowl is is so scalding hot that it actually burn a skin on a on her hands picking it up. No, um, yeah. So uh, I I, I want to say it her anniversary. So for her anniversary present was essentially uh, getting uh, scarred from uh, a local Indian uh, restaurant, mm-hmm. which was fun. I mean, we did get uh, we did get the the meal for free, and also uh, a voucher for a, a second meal. So win win. But she did also have third
0: degree burns, which was also fun. Yeah, man. I mean, to be fair, you get your meal for free, and you can go back and have another meal. It's almost worth touching the pan, isn't it?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. do you
0: know what I mean? I, I would. Um, I got with a young lady, I don't know how old I was. I think all these are similar sort of time frames, 17, 18, 19, maybe. Maybe a bit before seventeen, eighteen. I guess. Um, I met a young lady and we've seen each other for a short period of time. Um, we were basically going to go see an Iron Maiden concert. Um, this is yeah, it's probably going back 20-odd years. Going to go see an Iron Maiden concert together. She was driving, so I, I don't drive. Um, so I had to get to her house. And then we were going to have a bite to eat at the local pub, and then off we were going to go. So I went to hers, met her, I walked down the pub, and um, we had some food there. I went back to uh, my belly was a bit off, you know. Cause I, I'd been out with the lads the night before, but you know, we weren't a big session or anything like that. Um, but you know, when you, your gut's kind of bubbling a little bit, yeah, you know, and it's a bit like, oh, you know, so I, I thought to myself, I can't sit in the car, basically farting away stinking because i've not long got with this this last and i'm still trying to make a decent impression and so on so to
1: get to second best
0: yeah yeah um but i also knew this is i can't sit in the car for a couple of hours and nothing happens so i I need to sort of uh, i suppose you know clear the airways i guess is potentially the term i need to make sure that i I rectify this before we get in the car yeah
1: so breathing room
0: yeah exactly so i think right i'm gonna have to go and and, and take a shit there's no two ways around it i don't want to do this in this girl's house it's quite a posh place etc uh, but i'm thinking uh, it's better this than even just a tiny little one squeaks out in the car and it's that you know back of the throat makes her eyes water and that kind <laughs> of <you> know, <laughs> ruins the whole uh the whole experience do you know what i mean it doesn't matter how good i made now that night that's what's going to stick in the memory let's be honest so i go upstairs um I um, basically f- go to the bathroom and I go, in, I said, I'm just going to you know, usually I'll be, I'll be as quick as I can, pop in there. I don't want to tell her what I'm doing, obviously. So I nip into this little bathroom. It's, I'm thinking, this is really small. This is a really tiny little bathroom. I'm thinking she must have an extra, like two or three bathrooms because her ex was very big. Like I said, she was, she was quite a bit, a, a posh last night. Like. So I go into this tiny little bathroom and it's literally just a toilet and a little sink. There's no shower or anything. So I'm thinking, she must have a separate bathroom elsewhere. But if I know I'll shut the door, lock it up. And I, I'm I basically blast away. And it is a blast. It is rusty water firing at me. Um, And it's echoing around this little room. It is making a noise, Max. It is, you know, the windows are rattling from the noise. And the smell is horrific. It's like, it's almost like I've been at a festival for four days. It was that kind of scenario, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, this is terrible. But at least I know she's downstairs. I'm upstairs at the other side of the the, the house. It wasn't a mansion, don't get me wrong, but it was big enough to know that this is going to be okay. I can sort this out. I can crack a window, make sure nothing's left messy. She's going to be none the wiser, okay? And I'm sat there and I'm blasting away. And just as I finish, I stand up and I can hear voices. And I'm thinking, who else is here? Because I thought it was just me and her in the house. I'm like, who's she talking to then? Perhaps she's on the phone. I don't know. And then not the door that I came in from, But the other side of this tiny little room, I realise, is another door. And that door swings open and I'm still there in my trousers around my ankles and the toilet full of this putrid, stinky, rusty water. And realise it's basically an ensuite to her parents' bedroom. Oh, wow. Her mum and dad are home. They were watching television or doing something in the whatever. And I've gone in the side door into the toilet and they've got another door. It almost like you could open both doors up and have a walk through past the toilet onto the landing. Okay, <laughs> So I've gone in, shut the door, stank this tiny little cubicle up and made this awful, awful racket. There's no way they haven't heard me. right? And they've opened the door. Uh, I've not locked the other door because I didn't even realize it was there. So they basically opened this door and I'm stood there with my trousers around my ankles and the toilet just full of shit. And I'm just like, oh, hi. And she, the, the, the woman literally just looked at me, like, gagged Get a little bit. Shut, shut the door. <laughs> and I can hear him talking and I don't know who that is what's going on blah, blah, blah. so I basically sort myself out like, quick ran downstairs said to the last we need to go I think um, Iron Maiden were fantastic that night um, I didn't see her
1: is <laughs> <laughs> if that the main thing
0: well yeah I, I didn't see her again though but <laughs> hello brother this is NWA WCW enhancement talent Randy Hogan baby being in the ring with the Road Warriors Vader, Abdul the Butcher, Midnight Express, and all them guys. Let me tell you, it was dang
1: rough. But not as rough as listening to Cy and Mags on that chain wrestling show, brother. What you gonna do when this pair of fools, Cy, Mags, and chain wrestling, brother, runs wild on you? (laughs)
0: Um, oh actually very quickly mags before we get on to twitter today and um our well not our our listeners um sporting stories or disasters or whatever um very quickly i'm going to spell a word for you now right you i don't know if you want to write this down so you can see it in front of you or whatever but i'm gonna spell a word for you now that apparently i've been saying wrong my whole life and i only found out about an hour before we pressed record that i've been saying this wrong right C-H-I-P-O-T-L-E. How do you say that? Chipotle. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been calling it? For like my whole life, man. Like literally my whole life. I've been saying Chipotle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to other people or just to like your, your, like, um, your, your, your inner circle? To, to whenever it comes up, like <laughs> <laughs>
0: in a restaurant. Ooh, like, I don't really go to restaurants, man. But it's like <laughs> uh, the reason the reason it came up was because um, I, I bought some crisps today when I picked, when I picked Charlie up from school, my youngest. I picked her up from school, popped to the shop on the way home, and they had these two new flavors of crisps. And I thought I'll get them. They're only a quid for a, a, a multi pack. I'll get them for the kids to try and whatever. And this one of them was this chipotle um, flavored crisps. So I, I started eating them, and I said to the wife, "These were right, these." And I, I, I said what I thought they were called, and she was like, "What did you just say?" <laughs> I said, "That's pottle flavour. and she was like, "No, what did you just say?" And I said, "That's that's what they are. They're pottle flavour. And my wife was like just laughing her head off. And as this is happening, I think she's winding me up because I'm I am adamant that I've never heard it said any other way. I swear I haven't because I'd have picked up on it. I thought that's how you said that word. So I think she's winding me up. Then my middle daughter comes down the stairs, halfway through the conversation, stops and just stares at me with a, with a look of complete disappointment and says, "No, that's not how you say it." And agreed with the wife. So I'm like, "So I'm, I'm forty years of age, and I've been saying this wrong my whole life."
1: Um, next week you're doing the show on your own. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't work with somebody that that says Chipotle
0: I thought. I think if you. <laughs> If you Look at it. That's kind of how it's spelled, isn't it? Chip Ott. Okay. Cool. So, um, I, I've got
1: a, a similar situation, not from me, but from uh, Mrs. Mags. Um, what do you call the uh, the kind of dried petals and and bits of wood that's been perfumed and dad? And you put it in a bowl on your on your uh, your coffee table. What what do you call that?
0: I don't want to say because you're going to laugh at me. What do you call it? <laughs> well, it's, isn't it potpourri it's supposed to be pronounced? Yeah, potpourri. Well, I've always called it puree. <laughs> the wife
1: calls it that, and she's adamant it's called puree. And she, even when she goes and bars it, she she refers to it as puree, And I cringe my teeth out when she does it. It's it's horrible. And I've told her countless times that it's potpourri. But no, it's puree, and
0: that is it. In theory, and, pot puree is like a little jar of tomato sauce, isn't it? In theory, couldn't Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I've got p- another p- similar p- one
1: that she, she says. uh you know um, peas, like garden peas? I'm um,
0: the existence of peas mags, yeah. Right.
1: So what do you <laughs> call the really small peas that you usually get, uh, like, frozen?
0: Right, I, I think my daughter is going to say the same thing as, as your good lady. Um They're supposed to be called... Isn't it petit pois? Petit pois, yeah. Our lives calls them petit petite pois. Oh, my missus, don't even do that. She calls them petite peas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, in a way, you know, she's not wrong because they are peas. <laughs> they're very petite <laughs> yeah, and they're really small. So, in a way, maybe she's not just getting the words wrong. Perhaps that's just what she calls them because she's really descriptive with her with her words, <laughs> and maybe. she's calling it exactly what they are. Good evening, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening, or now, actually, wherever you may be watching. Mmm, look at that, eh? It flash. Thank you so, so much for joining us. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Si via Radio Techers. I am the clueless and quite nervous Psy, because I've got no idea how any of this bloody works. Um, but with me, as always, to hold my hand through this process is the Philip Schofield, to my sarah green it's a going live reference kids it was an old tv show back in the day looking up if you don't get it it's actually quite funny <laughs> if you think about it all right the burnley bad boy to my Gloucester gut guy hmm? a podcaster that has actually had loads of live internet experience just don't tell mrs mags about that hidden webcam because she'll go spare the podfather himself mr mags how are we doing sir Wow! I did not think you would use the first episode of Chain Wrestling
1: Live to count <laughs> me to Mrs. Mag's brilliant. Yeah, I'm doing really this well. Nonsense! You <laughs> <laughs> can't stand wrestling. Uh, no. no, I'm I'm excited for this uh this new venture we're going on. So I really, um, nervous but genuinely excited. I think we're going to have a, a great time here on Chain Wrestling. We've already got our first comment in the chat. Our Ooh. good friend Dan Griffin. Um, chain wrestling live baby absolutely and if you want to join in on the fun um you can easily dive in the chat send us your messages we'll get them uh, read out on air uh live in the show um and for people who have never watched uh never well no one's ever watched it but for people who've never listened to an episode of chain wrestling i'll give a quick kind of a um kind of synopsis of what the show's about so me and sar we uh take to twitter we pitch a match uh for for the the twitter followers to vote on then we sign out we will watch that match and rate it and review it and then we will then pitch two more matches which have some sort of tenuous link to the match that we've just watched therefore continuing that chain uh we have a Plenty of episodes in the archive, so you can go on to uh, the the Visionaries Global Media uh, podcast feed, and 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 you can start from from uh, the very first episode. But essentially, this is an, a new beginning for us, um, and we went all guns blazing with our two choices for for this week, didn't we, sir?
0: We did, we did, and for the first time in what three or four weeks, uh, oh. I lost, Max. I lost the poll. Five.
1: It was five weeks. Five no, weeks. It was five weeks.
0: Five weeks, that's, that's the biggest winning streak I've had I think yeah, you know, but you're, you're still ahead, you're still ahead You're still I think 18-14 or 18-15 ahead or something like that. But I'm catching up Magsy, I'm catching up mm-hmm. Yeah, our wrestling topic for today As you can probably see by the wonderful background surrounding us If I'm pointing the right direction My arms go the wrong way when I'm doing this, weirdly um, We are looking at Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock From WrestleMania 17 uh, For the WWE Championship A fantastic main event probably the best Wrestlemania of all time or arguably at least there's there's few other people who suggest other ones but this this is one of my favorites so I'm really looking forward to getting to that later in the show this hello to the future huge we're, we're time-traveling podcasters we'll get to that in a moment uh, this is chain wrestling Almost live? Not quite live? Maybe half live? I don't really know how to work. This is Chain Wrestling
1: NXT recorded in a four-episode block.
0: (laughs) With Mags and Sai and a special guest who we will get to in a minute via the wonderful people at Radio Techers. I am Cy and joining me as normal is the Mr. Smooth and Slick to my Katie Vick, the... Hurricane to my knee and back pain, because I'm an old man, Um, a podcaster whose Google search this week wasn't just TLC. It also included HLA, if you know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. Uh, the podfather himself, Mr Mags, how are we doing this week, my friend? Uh, yeah, I'm
1: doing good in the future. Wow, it feels absolutely mm. amazing. Who knew we would have this technology here in the future? Uh, but yeah, uh, glad to be back with you, Sam. We've, uh, we've got a special guest. This is a special non-canon episode. Uh, for context, we're recording because Al uh, will be away when this episode drops uh, we, we don't want to deprive our loyal uh, viewers of any content so uh, me and Sar si are uh, working extra hard this week to bring well to record two episodes uh so i'll make sure that there's no um there's there's no days where you can't get your chain wrestling fix essentially
0: yeah, and uh, making sure you get your Monday night chain wrestling goodness or your podcast audio wonderfulness uh, that we we provide because we're fucking brilliant at this. <laughs> Maxie, do you want to introduce our, our top class
1: wonderful guest? Yes, I certainly do. Uh, this is uh, a guy who uh, has really hit the, the podcast world uh, with... Basically, hit the ground running. He's absolutely amazing. Teased him uh, to come on uh, a couple of podcasts of, of man, and he's definitely caught the bug. And he's part of the amazing uh, team over at, uh, the UTT podcast. Absolutely essential listening. Really top draw yep. stuff. It's the one and only Dan Griffin. Dan, sir, how are you? Not too bad, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. When the one I gave you on TT was absolutely shit-housing, Max. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, glad to but be on we're the We're a, a class above, that's why. We're a class above here. We don't bear don't, it, don't take much to be a class above me, mate. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> and, uh, do you know what? I'm getting out of there first. Have it. Oh, nice bit of chocolate. Right, and, and uh, mm. thanks for turning up, Dan, and uh, we'll speak to you very, very soon. Bischoff has done a lot of good for the wrestling world.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And he got to tongue the McMahon ladies. What a lucky fella. <laughs> <laughs> Mags. Lucky for one. Yeah, lucky, not, yeah, yeah. yeah, not so lucky for the other. If you were to kiss a McMahon, Mags, I mean, we'll take Steph out of the equation because she's the obvious choice. If you were to kiss a McMahon, which one would you go with? Oh. If you had to, there was a gun against your head, you had to kiss a McMahon.
1: I mean, then it would be Linda, wouldn't it? But it'd be like kissing sawdust.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, I suppose. Who'd well, be next in line? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got the I think Vince would be an aggressive kisser. I think yeah. he's the kind of person that if he he kiss you, it wouldn't be necessarily you got to kiss him. And the problem with Shane is he would be a sweaty kisser. Oh, he'd mate. be very sloppy he's um,
0: all over the place you?
1: yeah so I think you'd have to go with Vince
0: Shane unfortunately would be the last pick well there we go so I mean if wrestling Twitter is interested we've just ranked our order <laughs> of uh, McMahons we would kiss so okay Wrestlemania 7 Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter the day Hogan saved the world From the evil Iraqi sympathizer and all things evil in the planet, universe, anywhere. Because Hogan is our hero. Two promos before the match, Mags, wasn't there? Slaughter and Adnan with Sean Mooney. Um, That was interesting. The only notes I've really got about that is just how big is Sergeant Slaughter's chin? Yeah, he was pushing
1: that bad boy out. Really pushing (laughs) it out. We got the uh the sh- the uh Iraqi kind of like uh taunt from General Adnan. You, the only word that you could pick out was when he said Hulk Hogan. Uh then you had Slaughter who seemingly uh understood what was going on because he knew the right time to like to chip in. Uh he was uh he had a, a kind of theme to his uh his promo. He wanted people to know that they were playing by his rules. Everything was by his rules. Uh called the Hogan fans puke maniacs. Called Hogan the the uh the uh Immortal Slam. Um I thought it was a, an interesting promo. Poor showman he got all that sweat all over his face though. Poor
0: Block. Just like if you were to kiss Shane <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he really growly, wasn't he? Um Slaughter, this is not Shane. Really growly he he was as well, when he really sort of You maggots, sulcomaniacs. Do you reckon he, he, talk- Do you he, think he, he talks about that all the ball. time? Yeah, I think he does. I think he
1: lives the lives the life of Sergeant Slaughter, had stolen valor and all. Um but I, I thought he was really good at what he did. He gets a lot of grief um for, for being champion, uh, but I think Uh, He he did really well in the role. Apparently, he wasn't very pleased with the role, um, but he gave it his all, uh, and he made you believe that he he had turned his back on on the old stars and straps. really like i said really gravelly voice um i think that's one of the best things about uh sergeant Slaughter. His, his promo work is very very uh underappreciated um i thought he, he he really kind of sells that that uh um that sergeant character very much like a full metal jacket style
0: mm, yeah 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 just walking around like everyday life talking like that that'd be brilliant wouldn't it just like like
1: pissed off like come on maggots look look, sarge shut the fuck up and eat your breakfast
0: (laughs) do you want a coffee of course i want a coffee goes to the shop and he's like i need to buy a razor (laughs) <laughs> and the shop attendant opens up that little cabinet. He's like, no, I need six. Look at the size of this chin. You know, <laughs> just, that that sort it, of thing.
1: <laughs> for him, disposables are
0: one use and one use only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, as we get to the match then, we have some celebrities enter. Uh, three of them. I didn't really know who any of these people were. Um, Regis and Lee are I did, I, chat I, show I... people, aren't they? Uh,
1: Regis, uh, was, I think it was on, like, a, the American version of, of, like, the breakfast show. Uh, he had a, a partner called Kathy Lee, and they'd have, like, uh, they speak to, like, celebrities and do interviews stuff like that. Uh, Alex Trebek, the other, the other man, he was the host of Jeopardy.
0: Okay. I don't think um, I've ever seen Jeopardy. Wow. You, you have lived a sheltered life, sir. So. I have, um, mean, I gotta be sheltered living around here. I was going to come up head. You know <laughs>
1: the, the woman i have absolutely no idea who she was marla maples uh she was called um absolutely no clue who she was um still don't have a clue now 30 years on so she yeah. really didn't have much of an impact on me
0: so this cyril regis like you said he was like breakfast tv celebrity guest, sit down chat show sort of thing like, Who? What, what, what did you call him? Cyril Reg- oh, he played for West Brom, didn't he? Cyril Regis. What's this guy's concerned. name Do you
1: mean the footballer Cyril yeah.
0: Regis? Well, he was called Regis Philbin. Right, okay, okay. I thought Regis was his last name. No, oh, it's his first
1: name. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Cyril, Cyril Regis. Yeah, Cyril, Cyril
0: Regis, I know, he used to play for West Brom, didn't he? Uh, that's, yeah, blatantly the wrong fella. What an absolute melt I am. But yeah, I thought Regis was this guy's last name as well. I just thought he had a different first name. Regis Philbin oh okay but he's like the American Lorraine Kelly sort of thing then
1: Uh, kind of yeah he's one of them, like loose women
0: sorry just as a loose woman
1: (laughs) (laughs) he would be he'd probably be more like the Richard to uh, Kathy Lee's Judy
0: ah okay okay I get you Well, I'll tell you what. We'll start with. We'll start with uh, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin Twenty One. Wow. Um, I, I mean, I've heard list. a
1: couple. Of, I've heard a couple of these stories before, but yeah,
0: some of them, yeah, they even blew my mind. I'm, I'm just literally going to list them, okay? I'm just going to read them straight <laughs> from his Twitter, okay? Uh, Black in Benidorm woke up in a hedge, <laughs> got run over by a delivery motorbike, popped up worried he'd ruined people's food. Found out a few days later he'd actually torn his tricep. <laughs> um, got so blackout drunk he woke up missing half of a front tooth but had no other facial damage and had no idea what happened I mean that's concerning let's be honest that's a bit of a worry isn't it if you can't remember yeah. anything um, got shit faced one New Year's Eve woke up in uh, in bed with two of his best friends who were a couple uh, freaked out wondering what the hell had gone on and what had happened uh, realised he sat his undies and his jeans on doesn't mean nothing happened Dan I'm not going to lie <laughs> <laughs> um, black out on his 21st slept at a friend's walked home the next day with a giant green cock drawn on his cheek that he couldn't scrub off before he had some form of induction meeting um, so he had to turn up with a great big green willy drawn on his face mate which I think is lovely stuff
1: absolutely, <laughs> absolutely brilliant and, and couldn't have happened to a better
0: block no no definitely um, we had a message from uh, five nerds go at five nerds go Um, simply just said weed on a hobo in a bush I again this is a story that involves puke I guess there was one occasion where I went out on a Friday night and had football early Saturday morning I went out got absolutely smashed Um, and I used to have a tendency and looking back now I'm a bit older I, I realize how dangerous this this potential is but I used to have a tendency to be sick in my sleep when I'd been drinking to 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 excess when I was younger. Um I I woke up and there was just puke all over the bedroom floor. Now I was back living at my parents at this stage. So that's not a good look. And I'm thinking, oh shit, oh shit, oh what do I do? Um I, I in my bleary eyedness and my mum and dad were out. It was early morning. They were they were both out um somewhere. I was sort of looking around thinking, Oh God, so I'll give you a bit of a scrub um but I'm not fully with it. I'm still I'm still sort of feeling half cut, I guess. I ended up in my stupid drunken wisdom using kitchen roll and tissue paper and stuff to sort of try sc- scrub the 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 rankness away. But it kind of balled up the tissue, if you know what I mean. Mags kind of got all manky and Ugh. so in my again drunken state, my my uh impaired wisdom, I guess, I decided, you know what? That soaked quite a bit of it up. I'll just get the vacuum cleaner now. So, so I went and grabbed the vacuum cleaner <laughs> and I vacuumed up what was left on the floor, tucked oh. it away, shut the bedroom door and thought, right, I've got to go because I'm already late for football. I'll come back and I'll sort it out properly when I come back, but that'll do for now. Um, went off, played football, came back, um, walking down the road after my lift had dropped me off at the top of the road, turned the corner to where um, my parents' house is sort of on, on the corner of this this one place. Um, coming down the driveway, I notice that even though it's not a warm day, all of the windows in the house are open. And straight away, my heart sinks. Of, oh, God, <laughs> this is not good news for me. I walk in, and my mum is at the kitchen sink scrubbing, I don't know what bedding or something that I've left in an a state. And then I look from the kitchen through the side door out into the garden, and my dad has stripped the whole vacuum cleaner down and is picking bits of t- puke covered tissue at the vacuum cleaner. And, uh, <laughs> and I've just kind of stood there. And there's that moment where I realize I'm in the shit. Yeah. <laughs> but they've not twigged. I've come in the house yet. And I, there's that. that it seemed like a long time but it's probably only about two three seconds where i'm thinking can i get out before they see me but they did not my dad clocked me and i've never had such a big bigger bollocking of my parents that i can remember in a long long time it was not a good look at all and then to top it all off obviously the carpet upstairs in the bedroom was there was a certain patch of it that was stained and rank and it got to a point where my dad ended up one day in a moment of being quite cross, just going upstairs with Stanley blade and cutting this circle out and throwing it away. So for the next few days, week or something, maybe until my parents could re-carpet the bedroom, there was just a big, uh, it was carpeted apart from a patch where my dad had just cut a hole in the carpet and he was just sat there looking at me. <laughs>
1: That is brilliant. Yeah. But the best thing is you try to do the right thing, uh, so you you at least deserve a little bit of praise because you could have just left it there and gone on your merry little way. But you did you did make the situation a million times worse. But at least you did try and, and sort of... the right? situation.
0: Danny still in the chat, I see at um, Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. He asks, oh strafe! He asks, he would love to hear both our takes regarding the Battle of Hastings from ten sixty six. Did Eustace II, Second, Count of Bologna, rush in? Would Shagger Dave Meltzer have rated it higher if it took place in Japan? Did the wrong guy go over? Questions, questions. Now my, for I I, I do. I do quite like a bit of history, but what I know, I know what I don't know is, um, is oblivious to me. Okay. Now 1066 of Hastings, that's old Harry in the arrow in the eye, isn't it? In the, is it in the eye? Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, is it, I have
1: no clue. Yeah. Harold. Yes.
0: Yeah. See, that's, that's what I think of. And whenever <laughs> somebody mentions 1066 and the Battle of Hastings, all I think about is, Oh man, an arrow in your eye. I mean, it's going to hurt anywhere, isn't it? But that's what it goes in. Your, it goes in your eye. That's, that's, that's sort
1: now, would you prefer to be like Achilles then where he got shot in the heel?
0: No, see, I don't know. Uh, you've seen Pet Cemetery, Max. Is it Pet Cemetery? Yeah, the, have you seen the, Pet Cemetery?
1: The newest one.
0: No, I think it's like the, the old one.
1: The really old one. Yeah, I have seen yeah. them both anyway.
0: I think it is anyway. It? it might it might not even be Pet Cemetery. It might be a completely different film. But um I think it's Pet Cemetery. Where they bury something but they bury some in the graveyard, I don't they? And it comes back alive, but it's like an evil version of itself. And they bury their baby, don't they? And it comes back all a bit and stuff. It's
1: pretty similar story to the remake. Yeah.
0: yeah, The baby's under the cot um, and he's got a scalpel. And he slices through the Achilles of like the mum or the dad when he comes to check on him. And, oh, that ain't good, mate. That ain't good. I've
1: seen seen something similar to that in uh, a film called Hostel. Um, where they they actually focus in on the Achilles where he slashes it, and then yeah, the that's guy, like this. Yeah, the the guy tries to walk afterwards, and and if if it, apparently if you sl- actually slash Achilles, it's the 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 muscle is attached all the way up the leg, so like all your calf flat like, basically implodes. So yeah, that that's not a good thing. No. Uh, but
0: getting back to Daddy's question, uh, <laughs> which was absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with Achilles. Um, but to be honest, that's the chain wrestling
1: weight. <laughs> yeah. I I think that the, the uh, Duke William of Normandy should have gone over. Um he should have reigned for at least seven hundred days before dropping the title to uh Queen Victoria in, a, in a, uh in um an intergender um tag team match, I suppose.
0: Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. <laughs> what a load of nonsense. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Thanks for that, Danny. I appreciate yeah. it.
0: Uh, uh my eldest daughter Anya. She says weird celebrity interactions. Have we had any? Okay, so um, not
1: particularly uh, in terms of celebrity, but uh, there used to be like a local uh, news presenter here in the in in my area called Paul Crane, um, and we once went to like a, an award show. My daughter won an award and was given that they wore by him. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, yeah, I haven't really met that many celebrities. Just not popular enough, I suppose.
0: I've had, I suppose, I've met a few. Like, I don't know if you call them celebrities, celebrities, but I've met I mean, a I've few. have like, the Queen when she's gone past. Yeah, she's that been that actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you heard of the band Dragon Force? Ah, yeah, through the Fire and Flames. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Download Festival one year, and I was stood having a whiz and a bloke kind of went to walk past me and i went bloody hell you're herman lee who's a guitarist in dragon force and his exact response was i'm going for a piss dude and i was like yeah okay i better leave you alone then really i suppose and that was that um stuart pierce at uh, the gloucester gildall i can't okay. remember who i can't remember who, he likes his punk rock doesn't he? he Likes all his punk music and um stuart pierce well basically this bloke at the end of the gig bumped into me and i spoke my point i got a bit narky and my mate was like no, that was, and I was like, I don't care. He's just knocked my point over. And he's like, No, no. Do you know who that was? And we looked down the end of the corridor. The Guildhall had like a quite long corridor towards the end where the doorman was, and he was doing all this sort of stuff. For the doorman got down the end, and uh, yeah, he was. My mate was right. It was it was Stuart Pierce. I think we're there to see stiff little fingers, maybe. Okay, cool. that sounds about right. I mean, but... that the Stuart Pierce was actually reminded me of one
1: that actually, and I, I should have remembered. I was once on the committee of a working man's club, um, and uh, every year we'd have like a, a like a celebrity dinner where we'd we'd bring in like a um, basically a, 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 it, it was usually a footballer to come and like give a speech and uh, uh, have a bit of banter. Then with all that, um, have a, a a, a, a dinner and then get absolutely arsed. And yeah, this one year we got Lee Sharp, uh, who told oh, some okay. uh, really cool stories uh, about uh, uh, about his time at Manchester United and and how uh, Gary Pallister was, uh, was a was a big big drinker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I ended up eating a um, steak with a uh, Lee Sharp and then getting arsed. It's not bad at all, is it?
0: eh? Yeah, Did he tell bad. you over and over and over again he wished he was as good as Ryan Giggs? <laughs> He he certainly didn't. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening. And once again, thank you for listening. This is Chain Wrestling with Mags and Sy. I am the slightly out of breath because I'm unfit and I have to run up the stairs because I was running late, Sy. And <laughs> with me, as always, he is the cruiserweight title to my light heavyweight title. Not that either of us could actually make the weight limit. He is... <laughs> he is... <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese buzzsaw to my lame ass hacksaw, ho! He is also a podcaster who says rather to is missed in the face than a fist in his special place. Mister Mags, how are we doing, sir?
1: I am doing doing really well. Jesus Christ, I could make that uh, light heavyweight limit twice over, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah, I'm now sitting here. A few minutes gone past the normal recording time we have of seven o'clock, gasping for breath because I'm incredibly unfit.
1: It's it's the laugh we lead as wrestling fans and podcasters. That's the standard look for us. <laughs> we have <laughs> yeah. to be we have to be long haired, unfit, and also late to every recording. simply, it's, <laughs> it's it's how it goes. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I mean speaking of the long hair and stuff its it, I've noticed it's, with my ever expanding build and my my beard gut and the fact that my beard has come back through again since shaving off for a job interview and then I've got to the stage now where I don't tie my hair up properly um, I just literally chuck it in like a, a, a like a just literally chuck a band on it to get it out of my face yeah lazily because I'm not going anywhere I've started to look a little bit like the, the guy in The Simpsons who owns the comic book store <laughs> <laughs> Worst episode ever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking the amount I've been drinking during this lockdown, I'm probably gonna be turning yellow, you know, soon too. Sure. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm sort of looking wow. at it, and I'm thinking, I think I need to make some some life altering decisions here. I can't carry on like this much longer, but When I put this pay-per-view on, um, I'll be honest, I expected this match to be much earlier in the card than it was, so I literally just pressed play and sat there and waited. I ended up skipping a couple of matches to get to it, but I caught the beginning of the show. Now, we've got a great open with a, a brilliant video uh, um, with a guy sat in what looks like a kind of mental health institute of some description um, and Let the Bodies Hit the Floor by Drowning Paul is playing and it, that, it just straight away took me back to that time. Yeah. You know, that that era of WWF, the, the brilliant use of music. And it took me back to, um, crackers nightclub in Gloucester as well, because <laughs> on a, on a Saturday night, they would do a rock night and it was literally the only place in Gloucester. You could go that played rock music, mate. It, it oh, was wow. the only place and it was underneath a car park and it was a really small, dingy little place. And you'd walk in and I mean, it's, it's, they, they literally tore it down like last year. It's been empty for, yonks and they tore it down last year and it's quite sad because you know i spent many many evenings in there and uh it was saturday afternoons you'd have strippers in there in the afternoon and it was it, it was dog it was terrible and then in the evening you'd have rock night on a saturday and you go in and the floor's sticky and the place stank and you could buy um You could buy cans over the over the bar, and then you walk around. Those
1: those are the classiest joints.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and it was all—it was like literally one room. You had like a little mini dance floor in the middle, and then like almost like a donut around the outside of it was where people could sit. Or they had a couple of pool tables tucked away. And then you had, as it approached the toilets at the back, it would go up a little bit, so it was sort of like halfway up again, Uh, and that's where you'd go and have a joint. Uh, and it was just—it was just a fantastic place. So many great memories there. But the reason drowning pool takes me back there is because you could almost guess, or well, you, you could almost not—not not necessarily guess. You could estimate, and, and probably get it right what time it was in the evening and night. I mean, this place stayed open till silly o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. You could almost guess what time it was by what record they were playing, because I swear to God, they only had one freaking rock playlist.
1: (laughs) Just, just press play on, on Spotify list and and then just piss off.
0: Yeah. Well, they were before Spotify, but yeah, similar sort of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, this is, um, I mean, so if, if Drowning Pool were by, Sorry, if, if Let the Body sit the Floor by Drowning Pool was playing, you'd probably think, okay, it's about one o'clock ish. I might go get a kebab night, without having to actually look at your watch. You know, is that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a really, really good match as well. And we start with a couple of moonsaults from Tajiri, don't we? One in the ring, just a standing moonsault, then one from the ropes to the outside. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful moonsaults. Um, you mentioned the tarantula there. Does that hurt? I I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I understand it, it. It looks flashy, but if you if you break it down, it probably doesn't hurt. Pretty much like the uh, the surfboard that uh, X Pack does on on Tajiri a couple of times in this match. They don't. They, it does not look like it hurts, but it, it looks flashier. I suppose.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, uh, What are your thoughts on spiders, Max? You scared of spiders? You got any problems with spiders?
1: (laughs) They don't bother me whatsoever. I've got a couple of spider tattoos. Uh, The misses cannot stand them. I even this is this is how bad she is for spiders. I can do the spider movement with my hand, and she knows it's my hand. She can see it's my hand, but she'll freak out like it's a spider.
0: (laughs) <laughs> brilliant i was a third mate yeah <laughs> honestly
1: it is it's so so funny it's best when she do not know and you do it and then you'll like crawl and she'll she'll jump about six foot in the air because she thinks
0: it's a spider see i'm not i'm not as bothered by them now i don't know i don't like them you know um you know the big meaty bastards you know the ones <laughs> you know I, I, i'm not a fan I'm-
1: I've also got another spider story. Uh, on, I, once wor- I was once working in a, a factory that shipped a lot of uh, products from China, and uh, they they worked in kind of like security uh, bags, so you know, like if you've got a secure mail, you'd like zip the bag up and then you could lock the bag and stuff like that. So the a lot of the products were made in China. Anyway, my, part of my job was to kind of like unbox all these uh, these packages. Uh, and find where they, they were to be put in the store and put them, put them there. So anyway, I opened this this box once and uh, I'm there unpacking all these different kind of sizes of, of security bags, uh, lift one up, and then there's this... And I'm not even kidding, it was the size of my hand, this massive, massive spider. Um, anyway, it its its front legs at me. So I... Tried to stamp on it and because it was in a factory, you're wearing um steel toe cap boots. Well, mm-hmm. here we go. Uh one big squash spider. The spider took the, the 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 boot from me and and survived and then lunged at me. It was fucking ginormous, absolutely ginormous. Um I've never like I said, spiders don't bother me, but I've never been that terrified of a of an insect in my life. It was huge. Uh, we ended up uh, crushing it with a. I think it was with a fire extinguisher.
0: Jesus, That's honestly, lovely. it was
1: it was massive. It was the literally the
0: size of a hand. When you said that the spider took the boot from you, for some reason, my fault actually, my mind actually went. Like wearing to, it wearing the boot. Yeah, it took the boot off you. No,
1: I tried yeah. to stamp on the spider, <laughs> uh, expecting and to no soldier. It, it not only hold it, it it angered the spider. It pissed the spider off.
0: It hulked up. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it flipped me. Yeah, it we weren't having it. It hulked up, started just doing going round you in circles, shaking yeah. its front arms. <laughs> this this incredible monster spider, and then it picked you know. You say it, 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 it took the boot. It picked your leg, put you in the ankle lock. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it, it was the
1: Hulk organ of spiders.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I got a bit. I got a spider story, but it's 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 traumatic for me as a kid looking back, mate. Um, I don't know if I've told the story before on the show. If I have, I apologise, but I can't remember. I can't see why it would have come up, to be honest. But um, like I said, I'm okay with spiders now, purely because I'm a dad. I've got I've got you know several daughters. My wife's not a fan, so it kind of falls on me to be. The, the person who gets rid of the spiders from the bedrooms and so on. So you, when you have to do it or you're not getting any sleep because the girls are screaming, you kind of end up just having to do it, don't you? <laughs> so I'm okay with it. You know, again, these big meaty ones I'm not a fan of, but I still go and deal with it. Um, when I was very little, uh, age-wise, I don't know. i have to check with my parents, but um, I got up to go to the loo. In the middle of, not in the middle of the night, but late for me, because I was very young. It was evening time. Um, I had my, my pyjamas on and so on. Um, probably Street Hawk pyjamas I had at that time. That's how, that's how young <laughs> I was, that. So I had some Street Hawk pyjamas. Oh, great back. Yeah. And I remember, you know, pulling my bottoms down, as you do, sitting down to uh, take my evening dump and um, finishing up, sorting myself out. Stood up, looked down, there's a fucking great spider in the crotch of my pajama bottoms. Oh, Jesus, that's arachnophobia style. Like, uh, uh, again, in my head now, this thing was like the size of the Hulk Hogan spider that you're talking about. (laughs) That's probably been exaggerated over time. You know, this thing was freaking huge because I'm screaming and jumping up and down. So, all that happens is the spider goes down the trouser leg. And I'm, I'm screaming, and of course, me and mum and dad come running up the stairs, want to know what's going on, strip the bloody jammer bottoms off me, and get shot of the spider and whatnot. But that was it. Then I, I was traumatised, mate. I'd get into bed and think there's spiders at the bottom of the bed, and I wouldn't put shoes on, and I was traumatised for like days and days and days, you know. So yeah, that's my wonderful spider in the pants story. And and now you need to book some therapy i think i do mate i'm just bringing it out and talking to you about it now (laughs) i can feel emotions coming out that haven't happened you know for a long time Stirring something inside me you know it's therapeutic this show do you know i mean it is it certainly is it is indeed um anyway back to some wrestling (laughs) (laughs) so so does a tarantula (laughs) yeah (laughs) that does not end up in my pants or under your boot definitely (laughs) not (laughs) So
1: it is my honor and my privilege to present to you the very first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame Class 2008. And more importantly, he's my friend. Woo! I love this business, and I will never retire!
0: As long as long as you keep on winning,
1: the next time you lose a match, your career is over.
0: And do you know what? I didn't even get to see one dick, you know.
1: <laughs> so I, I I sometimes have to dumb down more than I actually should just to just to be safe.
0: I do come across really fucking stupid. <laughs>
1: You fancy a drink, just the one to clear your head. We won't be long, it's a beautiful day to waste away. There's plenty of time for another one. You know you shouldn't do it. You've seen no a reason why you blow your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Make minor shots, I'm getting there, but where there is, I couldn't care.
1: Must be something I haven't tried. Perhaps I bottled up all my life.
0: No, it's Good it. afternoon, good evening, good morning. Wherever and whenever you may be listening. This is Chain Wrestling with Mags and Cy. I am Si, and oh my goodness, by the power and glory of Shawn Michaels' shiny, sweaty, bold spot, do we have a fantastic, fantastic show for you today. With me, as always, is the showstopper to my need for beta blockers. The Nature Boy, to so my unwanted naturist ploy. Nobody actually wanted to see it, and it hurt my feelings a touch.
1: Oh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me.
0: Oh. Who says, I have another new show coming soon. This takes me to 86 podcasts a week now. I'm very busy. Mr. Max. how are we doing, my friend?
1: Wow, coming in with the negging right at the end as well. <laughs> as, as if I'm Matt Willis. I, I am only trying to keep in Matt Willis's shadow, uh, but yeah, I have got a new podcast there. But we'll uh, we'll talk about that later on. But yeah, I'm doing well. How are, you, how are you?
0: I'm pretty good, mate. I'm pretty good. I'm absolutely buzzing, to be honest, about bringing this show with yourself to the wonderful, glorious chain wrestling listeners who we love and adore because um we've got a couple of new things we're, we're trying today we're letting people get involved again with the um poll for where we go next time uh, we've got a fantastic wrestling match to watch who well, talk about as well um my option one for second week in a row i don't think that's happened since like you know the show started like how many weeks ago
1: um, as salty as i was about it last last week i'm actually kind of glad because you were you you played your cards perfectly well uh, with with the that, with the pick of, of Flair versus uh, Michaels because it's a bang of a match one of my favourite WrestleMania moments of all time.
0: Yeah, mine too, mine too, and that's that's why I'm just so excited about about getting to to talk about it with you, Max. Because I know how much you love this match. I adore this match, and watching it back again earlier today, um, just just really made me happy I, I love it so i can't wait to get to it um we do have a couple of things we need to cover before we get there though um before we go uh too far into the weeds away from last week we had a topic last week of um terrible dating stories and so on didn't we disastrous dates uh mm-hmm. Bad first date memories or anything like that. Um, We had a message to us on Twitter from a listener of the show, a a good friend of the show. It came a little late for us to read out on last week's episode. It came actually after we'd uh, we'd already recorded. But it's not not a bad dating story. It's actually a great dating story. So I wanted to quickly read through it now before we get on to today's topics, um, simply because it just sort of balances out some of the horror shows that we were discussing, mainly my horror shows that we were discussing last week. Um, the tweet comes from Handy t one tf at Handy t one tf on Twitter. Um, he said he had many horrible ones, referring to dates and so on, but his best is a very good one. A buddy wanted to set him up on a blind date with his cousin. Turns out neither of he or all the person he was tr- getting set up with trusted him or had ever been on a blind date before, so I'm assuming they were both incredibly hesitant and, you know, umming and about where to go, Mags. Um mm-hmm. Eventually, though, they both still said yes to the blind date. Five years later, they were married. 30 years later, they're still together. What a brilliant story. What a, what a lovely, lovely story.
1: That's an amazing story. Really, really, really cool. Um, yeah, what a cool cool way to end the horrific uh, relationship uh, issues that, that
0: the listeners have had. Yeah, exactly. Pimple alert! Oh. A teeny you are fully aware, I know you are, because I wouldn't have discovered this fella if it wasn't for you and your awesome podcast shows. Uh, you are fully aware of Mr. Craig William of Craig Pro Wrestling, of at Craig Pro Wrestling Musings on Twitter, yep. Yeah? I am. Absolutely top bloke. He's been on, uh, he, he's spoken to you numerous times on shows of yours. He's, he's been on um, my other show and spoken to me. He, he's a lovely fella. Um, and again, he's one who, who openly stated to me he was nervous about coming on the show. Um, he's said on Twitter previously he's not as thick-skinned as he would like to be, potentially. Um, but I mean, each their own. Everyone's different, aren't they? Some people can handle situations better than ever. Some people react. Everyone reacts different, don't they, Max, I guess? Yeah,
1: um,
0: the Cody versus Dustin match from Double or Nothing in 2019 Craig, for those who aren't aware, Pro Wrestling Musings is a fantastic website where Craig, who runs it, takes the time and effort to piece together um, statistics on wrestling matches. And (laughs) you say statistics and numbers and so on to certain people, and they kind of glaze over and think, oh, God, I'm not interested. But bear with me a second to explain this this fully, and I hope I do it justice. Um, What Craig does is fascinating. Even if you're not a stats guy or girl, even if statistics or, or whatever aren't your thing, this is amazing. Because you can look at certain matches and it almost makes... it. I know what I like about pro wrestling, but this almost tells me why I like certain pro wrestling, I guess. Does that make sense, Mags? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, the other day, Craig posted his his analysis, I guess, for want of a better term, on the Cody versus Dustin match from Double or Nothing 2019. Um, and he's, he's got a good graphic up. I mean, he's far more talented than I could ever dream to be with, with regards to this sort of thing. And he's got Cody versus Dustin and how many strikes they had, how many strike downs each had, dives, grapples, how much time was spent in submission holds. It's very... Honestly, it's fantastic. Match offense as a percentage, um, reversal rates as a percentage—it's really fascinating stuff. Um, this pimple dick bastard took the time to quote tweet Craig and state this graphic is hilarious, and it's the perfect example of why breaking down, uh, breaking wrestling down into numbers is some dweeb shit. Now that may not be the most offensive statement ever made don't get me wrong of course not you know there's plenty of more harsher words or terms that could be used however what i have the issue with is this pimble dick motherfucker piece of crap um who his profile picture is a, a, an image of samoa joe so it shows how much of a spineless cowbag shithead he is that he hasn't even got his own face on his, his online statements Has took the time rather than scrolling past somebody else's Efforts or content or work. He has put more effort in. Because it takes more effort to, to quote, tweet and respond. Than it does to literally just skim your thumb or finger a, a, and scroll by. Rather than look at it and think, oh, that's not for me. And, and scroll on. This fucking pimple dick piece of shit. This fucking cock breathed ass piece. Has, has took the time to quote tweet somebody. To try and put them down for something that they've done yeah what the hell is wrong with people why why has he done that what the fuck is wrong with these people there's no and and and, and craig went on and dealt with it very well saying it didn't upset him it made him more frustrated or angry or so and well, he dealt with it incredibly well so craig hats off to you you know fair play to you, mate. brilliant stuff and you've got my support and no doubt you've got mag's support as well i, I think you're a top bloke um my issue is with this. Uh, he hasn't even got a name. It, his Twitter handle is at mfk something something something. It, it's just a series of letters and numbers. With I, I, again, I
1: think it's meant to be at mfkos, but spelt cool with a K and a Z.
0: What a fucking idiot! <laughs> MF chaos. Okay, pal. Yeah, righto. With your smoke. Yeah, so chaotic that you your image just Samoa Joe is in the rain wearing a poncho. That's not chaotic. That's sensible. He's trying not to get his suit wet. What a fucking mouth. Um, He's took the time and effort to shoot down somebody else. Somebody else's hobby. Somebody who is enjoying what they're doing, creating content for hopefully other people to enjoy too. And this motherfucker pimple dick piece of shit has decided to take time out of his day. And shoot people down like that. And I think it's disgusting. And you at MFK or whatever, you're a piece of crap. And this uh, the reason I brought this up is is for this main reason now. One, obviously to tell you you're a pimple dick piece of shit and you need to just fuck off and, and leave everyone alone because there's no need for that whatsoever. It's disgusting behavior. And this is you know, you're not you're there saying, Oh, it's not bullying in, in one of when you're at tweets afterwards. You don't get to decide what's bullying or not. The person who is being targeted decides what's bullying. Other people around you, your peers around you decide what is bullying or not. And I'm telling you, this is online bullying. You're a cunt. You need to just fucking stop it. Okay? But secondly, and most importantly, if you're a listener to this show, yes or no, right? If you're not a listener to this show, then great. I'm letting everyone else out there know what you're like. You're a piece of shit. And everyone else out there can see how much of a scumbag you are. Okay? And I'm glad you're not a listener to this show. All right. If you are a listener to this show, I'm going to go back on something I said a few weeks back when I said that chain wrestling is for everyone. Okay. I'm going to publicly state now, chain wrestling is not for you. I don't want you listening to this show. And if anyone else out there has the same attitude as this individual who thinks it's okay to... eat No matter how subtle, you know, dweeb shit or whatever, or calling somebody's graphic hilarious. No matter how subtle it is to take the time out of your day and exert extra effort to put somebody down for their content and their efforts, you're a scumbag. And you're not welcome listening to this podcast, any of my other podcasts, well, my one other podcast. I don't want you interacting with anyone I know. Yeah, Just fuck off and let everyone else be happy. Because ultimately, that's what it should be about. People should be able to watch wrestling, create content how they want, and just be happy. And motherfuckers like you drag the internet wrestling community down with your actions so you're a pimple dick piece of shit fuck you don't ever come back anywhere near our show or our listeners again
1: mm-hmm. um so from from my context i totally didn't see any of this i've, I've only uh, kind of like found out from you bringing it up just now um but going back to um to craig um i think he's one of the most intelligent people in our uh, community, the the work that he does, uh, breaking down these facts uh, into the the graphs and 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 the the statistics he comes up with, uh, blows me away every single time. Uh, I've been lucky to uh, have been on the first iteration of of uh, his podcast, and he absolutely astounds astounds me with the way he, he can look at a match and and and, and break it down as if uh, as it's an actual. Sporting event, I, I, I'm just blown away by him. I think he's got a, a bright future in in uh, uh, analysis for wrestling. And how uh, a huge website or our a, a big kind of like uh, company that based in wrestling hasn't picked him up uh, as an employee yet is beyond me. I think yeah. I think he could. Really, really do great stuff in in wrestling. Uh, this guy, this MF Chaos guy, never came across him before. Um, never, uh, never followed him. He's never followed me. Uh, I've got a few mutuals. Um, but what's really ironic about him is he's got in his bio hashtag RRP Hannah mm-hmm. uh, and and, and the people in our community will be uh, well aware she essentially took her own laugh because of bullying yeah and what what he's doing here whilst obviously it's not um, it's not comparable to the, the the sheer scale of bullying that, that Hannah Kimura uh, uh, faced and and I'm sure Craig has... as uh, it's kind of been like water off the duck's back uh, for, for him hopefully so I mean uh, I know we've spoke to, spoke to Craig before about some uh, he, he has uh, Struggled with with his uh, with his confidence and with his uh, mental health, and he's been a, a very um, uh, outspoken advocate for looking after uh, people's mental health, and I really do appreciate that for, from Craig. But this guy has taken um, the the memory of a of a wrestler who who's died because of of bullying, and then bullied somebody else. It's it's beyond a joke, and like you said, he could have even if this is not his cup of tea, even if this is not uh, anything he's interested in, he could have just scrolled past, he could have just left it. But the fact he took the time to tweet, um, calling uh, calling it dweeb shit and uh, and calling it hilarious. And then took the time to reply to people who were saying this is a shit take, uh you, how how can you be um claiming to, to be uh supportive of mental health and then bullying other people? Uh and and, and he's kind of like doubling down on on the, the things that he said. The guy's a dickhead. Um mm-hmm. I I I mean, I don't believe I'm anyone big in this community, but if 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 anybody who I'm following uh, has interactions with this guy, I would sincerely kind of uh, ask you to to maybe choose the right way and, and just dump this little scrot from your from your uh, followers list because this is not the kind of people that we need in in our community. We're already a marginalised kind of uh, uh, niche community that, that the rest of the world look down on. Uh, we don't need that from, from within. Uh, it, it's a case of uh, a rising tide should be raising all ships, and whether you're interested in it or not, we should be uh, pushing each other to be better. And this is the kind of shit that, that gives wrestling fans a bad name.
0: Exactly, Mags. Exactly. Uh, yeah, there we go. I want to apologise to anyone listening, especially my mum. Sorry about the language, mum. But <laughs> it, gets, it, it just gets me wind up, all right? <laughs> Let's move on, Max. Let's move on. That's enough time on our show dedicated to that pimple dick piece of shit. I watched uh I zombie. Have you seen that one?
1: Um I zombie. what? Yeah, it's from Netflix That's well, made by Apple.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Bad. It's um <laughs> it's basically it's it's a bit sort of like I suppose it's like an updated the feel to it is like, you know, how Buffy the Vampire Slayer felt like the sort of younger people, monsters involved and all that sort of stuff. But that was very nineties. Yeah. It's kind. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but sort of it only finished being made like a year or two ago. So it's a bit more up to date and the people in it are a touch older, I suppose. And, but basically that they, she works in a lab, um, this girl and she's bitten by a zombie basically. So she's like half zombie. And, um, she, this this apparently when when they eat the brains of um, of somebody who's dead, they get like memories from the dead for a short period. So she's working in the morgue, and she's on the sly eating the brains, and then helping them solve the crimes because she's getting the memories of the dead person who's been killed. Jesus that Christ! So that, that sounds a lot more morbid and a lot more probably a lot more complicated than it actually is. It's very straightforward, easy to follow, almost like a I, I don't know whether you call it a teenager's program or whatever, but yeah, I quite enjoyed that because it was quite quite light-hearted and quite funny in places. Plus, the, the main actress in it who plays the zombie, she's quite hot, which is always an added bonus, right? But um, I just until her arm falls off. Well, this is the thing, mate. This is the thing. I've never seen her in anything else before, apart from this eye zombie. And we're going off on a bit of a tangent here, and I do apologize to the people listening. But if you've not heard Chain Wrestling before, buckle in because this is what happens. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> I didn't for a second think when I pressed the little red button today to record uh, mags and I conversation that I'd be talking about a zombie, but there we go. I've never seen this actress before and I'm watching this program and in it, she's a zombie, but she's walk. you know, zombies are, you know, they, they live amongst the the living in this program. So she's like, you know, her hair's her hair's white and her skin's quite pale. And she's, you know, she looks like a, she looks like a zombie, um, not like gory and like gloopy and, you know, bubbly skin and all that sort of nonsense just looks a bit dead. Right. And um, every now and again, they have to dress her up to make her look living to go out and do other things. I rather fancy her more when she's dead. Is that, that, that I that weird?
1: It's a, um, uh, it's a bit weird. You know, I, 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 well, I say a bit. I mean, it's very, very weird. Yes, you reckon? You you may be a
0: necrophiliac. Well, no, I, no. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to go like you know, slipping it in. <laughs> I mean, that's a bit <laughs> off. I, mean, but I think she looks hotter as a zombie than when she, And obviously, in real life, she's not a zombie. So you have a look online. Ah, well, like,
1: at home, no. I mean, she'd be kind of tap casting the roles that she could get as an actress if she was.
0: Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. <laughs> her career wouldn't be very sort of varied, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but I sort of watch, I, I, you, know, you know, you go on her Instagram or whatever, and I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, nah, she, she's hotter as a zombie, you know? <laughs> I've told the wife this and her reaction was kind of similar to what you said she's all looking at me like are you Are you alright you know <laughs> mm. I think you need therapy making people jump is awesome isn't it I, I don't know and it's not great because obviously you've got some people who may have heart problems or whatever and you never know what's going to happen I guess but there was a guy there was a guy who used to work at the this plastics place that I worked at this is going back years um oh he was, he was a bit of a dope. He was, a, he was a nice enough fella, but he was annoying because he was fairly bone idle. Um, but he was also a bit dopey. So it was really easy to prank. So, uh, and the issue I've got is, I mean, you, you ask my wife and my kids, um, and anyone who's ever worked with me, they'll tell you that when I get bored and I've got nothing to do, <sighs> my old supervisor used to make jobs up for me to keep me busy because when I got, <laughs> I'd start Cut doing fuck about. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so I'd finish my work early and my mind would always just go straight away to how can I mess around with this fella? Um, we'll call him I don't know. Uh, oh fuck it, we'll call him Dean because that's his name. We'll, <laughs> 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 bollocks, you know. Um, Sorry I won't say Dean. A, Yeah, I won't say his surname and there's plenty of plastics places in Gloucester so not worry about. It. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, how can I fuck around with Dean? And this one, uh, this, there's this massive machine that we used to run that used to cut the plastic sheets into little blocks. And I took the time to go down there's like a computer screen and a computer panel that's at head height so you're standing there at head height running this machine i took the time to go down there and from the back with my allen keys and my tools remove the panel from the machine crawl through it remove the panel at the front and then place the panel at the back so this took a good i don't know half an hour or so so then i was effectively in his machine with the back panel back on. So as he's walking back towards his machine, he wouldn't see me because the panel's on. He goes and stands in his place, and I uh, basically jumped out and grabbed his ankles because I'm, I'm like knee heights to him underneath his desk, and he can't see me because it's, it's all included in, in metal casing. So I basically bolted myself into this metal casing. He's come back to work. I've let him work there for three, four minutes, and then I've just gone rah, and grabbed his legs and basically rugby tackled him. I didn't realise at the time that he had one of these bumper family-sharing bags of Galaxy minstrels in one hand, and a two litre bottle of coke in the other or orange aid or tango or whatever it was so basically minstrels went bloody everywhere fizzy pot went bloody everywhere and we ended up just both stood there caked in fizzy drink and uh, an absolute mess in the machine um, the emergency stop fired up on the machine because we got it all wet and all that sort of stuff but I got a giggle out of making Dean jump, and that's the important thing that we learned from this story. That was yeah. the important thing that happened. So, <laughs> no
1: matter the consequences and the work put in, if you get a belly laugh out of it, it was worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to I taped his hamburger to the ceiling as well with the Fortruck.
1: Going back to school days, there was a we had one particular teacher in our senior school, a chemistry teacher, who uh, was very susceptible to being pranked. Um, he was he was one of those kind of teachers that w- he was soft. Uh, and looking back now, we we pretty much bullied him. And uh, it, it actually does sound awful thinking about it, but he, he was a really good teacher. Just he would never kind of be able to have it wouldn't have the kind of um authority to to tell people off so anyway um he would get called out of the lesson and we we as a group of our students would would think what could we do to to torment this poor teacher now uh so, so one day we uh uh, I don't know if you if you know, but uh, if you're doing that like, science experiments with chemicals, uh, you have to sometimes do it inside what's called a fume cupboard. So if you're that like, um, if this like smoke comes up, you don't obviously want to be breathing in toxic smoke. So uh, it's got like a little cutout for your hands where you can like fit your hands in, but then the smoke is covered by a sheet of glass and it's lockable. We once got one of uh one of the other students into that cupboard and locked it and hid the key, so he had to spend the full uh, lesson uh in that cupboard whilst the, the teacher couldn't do anything about it because he didn't have the key. Um, <laughs> then there was a, another time where he, uh, the teacher was called out because he was like the head of science so if there were any ever any issues in the rest of the science block he had to be called out. Right. Um, there was uh, so he'd been called out and we all uh, got uh super glue and super glued his desk which was like the centre of the room um but we glued it to the roof uh, in exactly the same position as all his items would have been on his desk. Yeah, well, it it, it took some teamwork. That's
0: amazing.
1: It was, honestly, it was a sight to behold. Uh, And he's there looking at his desk thinking, where's my pens, Uh, where's my uh, chalk, uh, my board rubber, stuff like that, and they're literally all above him. And then the final one that I can remember is uh, we were doing an experiment where you mix these two clear liquids together, and they made this kind of like uh, gunge, like a, a limey, greeny gunge. Uh, so we all thought we were clever doing this uh, this uh, this uh, experiment, throwing gunge about, putting it in people's books, la la la, because we're we're idiots. Anyway, the teacher <laughs> gets the teacher gets called out so as a as a group we uh, we get as big of a ball of this gunge together as we can and we throw it uh, right above where the teacher's seat was so we get this long kind of like drip so he comes back sits at uh, sits at his desk where they're pretending we're angels doing our work and all the while we've all got one eye on this this ever extending drip of gunge coming from the roof <laughs> and and we we get the payoff because he had a bald head. Well, like a like a Freya Tuck style hairdo with uh, the bald in the middle, and, and, and the Rene Goulet style hair, and yeah, the the gunch slap bang in the middle of the bald head. Uh, so so yeah, we I, if that guy is still alive, I apologize. I hope you didn't have to go through therapy from what we put you through, but you gave us many many good good laughs at, at your expense.
0: That is, that's superb. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an
1: awful, awful human being. Is that um, let wanting to get in? Yeah, he, he, like- may, he may have a tale of, of when he's pulled a prank on someone.
0: Maybe. Maybe. He's talking away. I've, Norm, where I record, basically, I, I sort of cut myself off from the rest of the house to try and make sure that it's quiet and so on. Um, I, I neglected to do my cat check, so I've shut him in the room with me today. So just bear with me just one second. I'm going to have to let him out. Hang on. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Noisy ginger git. <laughs> I'll edit all that up so it sounds really professional and stuff, and, of course, you know? And <laughs> i got one more i suppose joke wise that i could say that we we played on a our buddy that was i worked with he used to bring two microwave meals to work every day yeah. um he didn't have the greatest of diets he was always just shoveling crap into his he was not in the best of shape and so on i've been told now by someone who, who still knows him that he's in great half now He look he, he's lost loads of weight and he's really happy and he's married so good luck to the fella but at the time he was uh Qu- quite round, shall we say. And I'm allowed to poke fun and say things like this because I'm a big fat bastard myself, so it's okay. Um, he used to bring in two microwave meals and go into the canteen, put one in the microwave, start it off, and then go outside on the phone to his missus. He'd ring his missus every lunchtime. Mm-hmm. So then when he'd come back in, swap the microwave meals over, um, and then eat the first one whilst the second one was cooking. Yeah, like, like a starter and a man. Yeah, but they were both like spag bol or they were both lasagna or something like that yeah 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 saying me it's not great is it do you know what i mean um oh i'll tell you what you talk about that's grim i did message you saying i paid one of my my lads literally this week which i'll tell you about in a minute Max. but that is grim but um yeah he basically is microwaving this meal pops out to see his missus speak to his missus on the phone i just decided i'm gonna oh i'm gonna mess with him i'm bored so i went and took the meal when it had finished cooking out of the microwave Took the cardboard uh, slider thing out of the bin, slid it back in the cardboard, popped it back in the freezer, fully cooked, right? <laughs> and then I took the frozen one, um, put it in the microwave, shut the door, and just came and sat down. <laughs> and then everyone's just sat, you know, it's like everyone's sort of looking at their phones and looking at their, like peeking over the top of their newspapers at each other, thinking, how long is it going to take him to twig? Do you know what I mean? And he walks back in, up, speaking to his missus, opens the microwave up, takes the frozen one out, puts it on the side, <laughs> opens the freezer, takes the hot one out, and he's literally going, whoop, whoop, ah, ah, whoop, with his fingers, where it's so fucking hot. <laughs> opens, <laughs> opens it up, where he's just on autopilot, puts the one back in the microwave, starts it again, sits down with a frozen meal, and then tries to stick his fork in it. And, he's like, <laughs> hey. and you can see the cogs turning, you know? And he's, I'm just sort of looking by this point I'm creasing I'm doing the whole where you're holding your breath trying not to laugh but you're shaking uncontrollably you know and eventually he twigs and straight away he looks at me and he's like oh sorry, you bastard because that's how we used to talk like you know but oh, that just sums it up um, one very last quick one then Magsy, because I did message you about it this week and I've, I've, I've got to tell it because it literally did happen this week and I have permission off my son to tell this story even though he is the uh, the target of what happened um, you know like uh I, I don't know what they're called ped eggs is it where you sort of you got the the, the sort of blade and like sandpaper so sort of to, to scruff off the, the the sort of hard oh skin. yeah yeah
1: they they lack a little mini cheese grater to, yeah. to to clean up your your dry skin on your feet
0: yeah yeah that's right yeah now i got quite a bit of dried skin on my feet and it's been i've suffered with it for years you know from when i used to work in this one factory and i was basically working in two inches of water and my feet just got wrecked yeah. um so I ended up with this, I basically bought myself this little mechanical one. So you press a button and it goes and whizzes the little thing round, right? And it's, it's almost, I don't know, it's, it's like an electric sander, but for your toes. <laughs> I know <laughs> well, that we've got one, yeah. Yeah, since I've used that once or twice, it's fucking brilliant. My feet are great. I'm well happy with it. But you do, and you know like, um, uh, oh, what's it? I, I, I'm going to get the word wrong now and you're going to laugh at me. Is it desecrated coconut?
1: Desiccated. Desecrated is like where someone maybe took a shit on the coconut.
0: No, it's not that grim. You know,
1: <laughs> desiccated like all oh, like foot dust. Yeah, You're gonna I, go on about the, your foot dust, aren't you? the crust def- there, stanky foot dust.
0: Yeah, desecrated coconut. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different product. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, this, what What was, what's the word? Decim- not decimated, what's the word? <laughs> decimated, <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's a coconut that's been smashed with an hammer. Uh, de- <laughs> desiccated. Desiccated coconut, yeah, it's like a pirate. Shredded, shredded coconut. Yeah, okay, we'll say that. That's, good, right. that's what this wow. stuff, when, when you use it on your toe, that's what the stuff on the carpet is left, and you just clean it up, vacuum it up, whatever, do you know what I mean? Um, I sort of looked at it and thought, oh, I'm, I'm, I've got to get our boy with that. So I picked some of it up and put it in a bowl and he's playing his computer game. And when he's playing his computer game, he's famously ignorant. I've told everyone this before and it pisses me off how ignorant he is. So I'm making his dinner. He's oblivious. You're trying to talk to him. He's oblivious. It does my nut. So I took this bowl up to him and I've pretended to put my finger in it and stick it on my tongue and said to him, cool, oh, that tastes good. That does mate. try a bit of that. And he's looked at it and gone, what is it? And I was, and his mum's bought some donuts earlier in the day. And I said, there's some of the sugar from the bottom of the bag from the donuts. Cause it looks like that sort of sugary powdery, you know, yeah. Shredded so he's given his finger a good old lick mags stuck it straight in that pile of foot dust and what? stuck it stuck it straight in his chops mate <laughs> oh, that's, that's gruesome and i've just walked away chuckling to myself thinking i wish my middle daughter was here because she would find this nice hysterical thing ever because she's always part of my pranks with me um once we um took when she was really little we took the uh the, the trays the shelves out of the cooker and she rolled herself up and got in the oven, and I shut the oven and told our lad to go open the oven and get a tray for me, and she jumped out and made him jump. She's always like my partner in crime winding her up. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> he comes That's evil. That's properly evil that you've done that. <laughs> she's come down, he's, he's come downstairs, sorry, my lad, and gone, Dad, what was that? Seriously, why are you laughing so much? And then he saw what I had in my hand, and he saw what I was about to like clean up, and he ran to the sink, and I got a video of him going, Whoa! over the six
1: kitchens. (laughs) (laughs) We're not ignoring this one here from uh, uh, Scottish Danny. Which one's that? is this the day that we finally oh, yes. get to hear the much-anticipated story involving police and Aerosmith?
0: Yes, that okay, it yes. It is right. the day. That's good. I nearly forgot about that, actually. Yeah, thank you, Dan. Um, okay, first of all, it doesn't directly involve Aerosmith. I wasn't out with Aerosmith, okay? <laughs> okay. It's not like...
1: Stephen Tyler. It's yeah, just, just,
0: <laughs> just me and the Smith lads just hanging around, having a couple, of, a couple of cans of special brew on the street in the London corner. Okay, basically, going back, it must be pushing 20 years ago now. um, Aerosmith were playing an outdoor show in London. Um, The venue, I'd have to have a look on the back of the T-shirt, which I do still have somewhere, but it doesn't fit me anymore. My daughter sleeps in it now, where I'm far too wide to fit into that. Um, I believe it was Hyde Park. But uh, yeah, basically, it was a situation where we would drive so far from Gloucester, Me, my friend, my girlfriend at the time, and I believe there was a fourth person with us, but again, I'm jogging my memory right now, I can't remember. Um, We had drive so far to, I believe, Oxford and get the park and ride from Oxford to London. So that, that's what we did. And we were leaving quite early in the morning. And as was tradition then and is normally quite often now, I'm not going to lie, when I go to gigs, I, I'll start drinking relatively early. So I, me and my, my, my friend had consumed a, a decent amount of of cans by the time we'd reached the park and ride. The festival opened. It was like an all-day or two-day festival maybe. And this was the Saturday, and Aerosmith headline on the Saturday. Um We arrived there about middayish, I think, yeah, it must have been about midday after twelve, something like that when the doors open. So we must have been left Gloucester seven-ish maybe, I would assume. So I was drinking cans all that time, all the way up. Got to, um, got to Oxford, got on the park and ride. We're told very strictly, do not drink or consume alcohol on this coach. So we'd already made plans for this and had emptied out vodka and Coke into big two-litre bottles of, of Cokes, which just looked like coca-cola so we were just swigging out of these you know effectively half and halves or whatever my friend had made it was quite rough i arrived at hyde park shall we say a little tipsy where we were parking up you had you had effectively park and ride spots they were all down the one side of the road and then you had two lanes traffic one way two lanes traffic the other way and then hyde park Mm -hmm. So we were parking up the other side and it had been raining all day. It had been lashing down in London all day, all weekend, all all week, whenever it was, yeah. and they, they had some, some security guys there, some stewards, all the high vis people, you know, who were helping with the festival, who I think originated, um, originated originally from maybe Nazi Germany. Because they were, (laughs) they were very, very enthusiastic and stern about what they they thought was right and wrong and what you were allowed to do and what you were not allowed to do. And if you caused any trouble, they were going to get the police involved and there was police at either end of the road and all that. And they were very, you know, literally just getting off the bus. They were barking at us and saying, you do this, you do that, you go this way. We're in charge of the traffic and all this sort of stuff. So we had to go through this subway. Uh, You know, it's relatively wide just walking subway down cuts under the traffic come right up by the gate to get into the the hyde park entrance i keep saying hyde park it may have been somewhere else but i'll, I'll use hyde park for the benefit of the story we got down the stairs me my girlfriend at the time and my, my friends and where it been raining so much the subway had filled up with water not wow. filled up filled that, but it was up to in my mind i think it was up to my waist but my friend when i was talking to him at the festival i went to last weekend said it wasn't that high i'm remembering this wrong because i was pretty smashed he said but he had to roll his trousers up above his knees he remembers Um, so he took his shoes and socks off rolled his trousers up my girlfriend at the time basically hitched her skirt up and took her shoes off I looked at it and, and it was like dirty brain rainwater and it was a lot. And it was still raining as well. And these stewards were really screaming and shouting, You get down there, you must do this, you must you must walk through that. You're not allowed to cross that road. You're not allowed to cross that road. And the police have said we're not allowed to let anyone cross that road. No one can cross stay off the traffic, because that's where the coaches. I'm thinking, All right, mate, calm down, fucking hell. You know, I just want to go watch a few bands have a couple more beers, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at this this thing and I'm thinking, nah there could be needles or turds or anything in that water. I ain't walking through that. So my friends are gone. They're halfway across. They're wading through. They're like, I don't know, some kind of explorer in the undergrowth or whatever, ferreting through this
1: turd. scuba dabbing all the yeah, way yeah. through this. That's shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're ferreting through this, this, this turd water, you know, this, this needle Nile, I guess, for want of a better term, it's like a river full of God knows what. I'm sort of looking and I'm thinking, I ain't doing that. No chance. And I glance over and I think I can make that. Looking at the lines of traffic, I mean, I could I can make that. I'm, I'm thinking I'm quite athletic still. I wasn't in any stretch of imagination, but I mean I was in better in better lick than I am now. And I'm looking, I'm thinking I can make that. Okay, there's two lanes of traffic, then there's a fence, and then two lanes of traffic. And I'm looking at the fence and it weren't very high. Maybe I know no, my waist just above my waist. And I'm thinking if I've got enough speed up crossing the traffic, one jump I'm over that fence keep running I'm in the crowd they ain't gonna find me no chance they're gonna find me and these stewards are screaming and shouting to the point where there's a policeman coming by again and it really did feel like some sort of you know real sort of military operation getting these people to go and watch it was ridiculous I'm looking I think it's just a fence it's just one flat piece of wire I can clear that no problem so I have a look, and when the traffic lights at the one end changed, or the, the policeman stopped the traffic at one end, I'm looking, i think, okay, there's a gap in the traffic there. There's a gap in the traffic coming the other side. Now's my chance. And it was like the game Crossy Road, you know, you're trying to line up the gaps in the traffic either way. Or, or Horace goes skiing, for those of you who are a little bit older, and you have to cross the road to get the skis on the, on the old Spectrum, or Amstrad, if you remember. And I'm thinking, once I go, I go. I can't stop, because they're saying they get the police involved if they catch you on the road. I'm looking, I'm thinking, go. And I just...
1: I just da, to, da, da.
0: to the point where I'm that committed. I'm that committed. I put half a down to make this run. Okay, right? <laughs> I've gone and I'm running across it, and I'm thinking, "I'm this is brilliant." And i I look at the fence, and I'm, I'm doing just one big jump, one big hurdle. And in my head, I'm picturing something from the Olympics. You know, the one leg over, the second leg follows. I'm, I'm really majestically, my hair blowing behind me in the wind and the rain. And I'm thinking, I've got no turds on my shoes, pal. I'm happy, you know? So I'm really going for it. And I jump, and in midair, I remember looking down and thinking, that's not an ordinary fence, okay? That's a security fence. So rather than being one flat fence, one flat couple of wires, it was actually V-shaped if you took a cross-section of it. Mm -hmm. So whereas I was thinking I was going to jump over one piece, clear it, go, this fence was actually a couple of foot wide, now, I hadn't prepared for that, and I was really committed. <laughs> and I I ended up dropping into this. this.
1: It <laughs> like, um, <laughs>
0: yeah, basically. So it's like, um, if you imagine uh, bike locks that you get sometimes, they have the rubber outing around the metal cable on the inside. That's what this fence was made of, but it was covered in vandal paint. So I drop into this, this thing. And and when I try to fight to get out, if I was sober, I could have just hopped out and carried on going. But when I tried to fight to get out, I grabbed one of the cables, fell a bit more, and ended up tangled up in the middle of this fence. <laughs> oh my God. My legs are up in the air, my arm was sticking out, but I'm still fighting, thinking, Oh my, and I can hear people screaming and shouting, get that bloke, he shouldn't be doing that. I'm thinking, oh shit. I, I've spent 60 odd quid here to see Aerosmith. My mates at this stage are on the other side of the road already. They've they've made it, they're they they're pissing themselves. They think this is hysterical. And I all I can think of is I'm not going to get to see Aerosmith. You know, the, the answer, uh, Chris Cornell was there. This is a good lineup. And I'm thinking, I have traveled all this way. Uh, and the fact that I'm smashed at midday probably doesn't do me any favors. And I'm stuck in this fence. What the hell? So basically I'm thinking, okay, the only choice I have is when they get me out, I've got to make a second run for it. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll
1: let them rescue me, and then I'm going <laughs> to
0: run away. <laughs> that was my plan. So these these two security people came over. Well, was, one was a young lass, and one was quite an, an older guy. Probably it's probably my age now. This older guy who, who was I maybe mean, that was sort of forty to, to mid forties, maybe. And he was very very cross. This young girl was laughing. She thought it was fantastic. This guy was very very cross, and he was shouting for this young girl to call the police over because I shouldn't have done this. And he was really. You know, he was really on he was, he was very proud of his high vis jacket. He was, I'll tell you that night. They basically untangled me. I had vandal paint across my face, like I was painting myself up like, like something. <laughs> like, like, um, like,
1: like the stalker,
0: like yeah. uh, Barry Windham. <laughs> there you go, Barry Windham. yeah. Um, the Aerosmith t-shirt, if I can find it in time for, for next week's show, the week after the show, I'll, I'll find the shirt. There is actually still a line of vandal paint stained onto it that you can't get out, whereas I got tangled up in this fit. They basically got me out and the young girl just let go of me and almost gave me a nod as if to say she knew what I was thinking, like just go for it. the plan was. <laughs> so she sort of let me go and I sort of looked at the old guy and he had hold on my denim jacket like this. And I thought, well, I'm not going to leave my jacket because that's the one with the patches on the back and everything. I worked hard on that. Thought, but if I just, I just fucking shrugged my shoulders and I ran because in my head, I'm thinking black t-shirt, jeans, denim jacket, that's what every fucker's wearing over there. There's 60,000 of us over there. If I can get in there, they won't find me. And I had to zigzag through this bloody traffic, avoid this flaming <laughs> mopeds that came out of nowhere. Right?
1: <laughs> Fucking <laughs> crypto factory is waiting to the test of all. Brilliant.
0: <laughs> I, I stumble over the curb, bump into my friend, who helps me back onto my feet, and then you know, he basically muscles me into the crowd behind him. So the, this security guy, again, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll call him Adolf just for the sake of it. He's yelling... <laughs> He's yelling across. You come back. You, you know, um, and that, yeah, that was it. So, yeah, uh, that was that's that's basically the. I, I saw Aerosmith. They were fantastic. It, it rained all day. I got soaking wet, but Aerosmith put on a brilliant show. The guy from Run DMC was there and did walk his way with them. It was a great, great time. It was a great time. That is an amazing story.